0: Do you wrestle with dreams? Do you contend with shadows? Do you move in a kind of sleep? Time has slipped away. Your life is stolen. You tarried with trifles, victim of your folly. Dirge for Jamis on the funeral plane, from Songs of Muad'Dib by the Princess Irulan. The spice World, an inebriated exploration of Frank Herbert's Dune. My name is Derek. And my name is Mike. With each chapter, we open a new bottle of wine and have a bit of a buzzed book club here. Oh, and as always, Mike, we have another bottle of wine for another chapter of yeah, Dune. Yeah, we do. As we enter into chapter 18, coming so close to the end of book one We're we getting there. That's so crazy. No, that means we only have four bottles left. The, oh my <laughs> gosh. That's the saddest part. <laughs> What we have here is called Essence of Oregon by A to Z of Wineworks. So this is in, obviously, it's from Oregon.
1: Uh, get out of town. Wow, that's
0: crazy. Which uh, is uh, where, <laughs> where the idea for doing all started mm-hmm, out on the mm-hmm. beaches there looking at the sand dunes. The 2016 Pinot Noir. And on the back it says, our work with over 100 Oregon vineyards brings deep knowledge of which areas shine in each vintage. So it looks like twenty-five vineyards. Wait, it says twenty-five vineyards contributed. But so they worked se- with se- over a hundred. Seventy-five of them are useless. They just <laughs> want to know they, we own them, though. <laughs> it's a it's a is humble that, brag. Is that what that means? <laughs> yeah. I, I'm Ooh. almost ninety percent sure. <laughs> <laughs> Mystery solved. All <laughs> right, that's that's just very funny. <laughs> very straightforward. That, that's an interesting way of wording it. We got a hundred. We know which ones are good. By the way, we use twenty-five. <laughs> Regardless of their ability to write labels, how does it taste? It tastes really good. Yeah, There's, yeah? like, uh, a strong burst of flavor right in the beginning, and it sort of, like, washes back and leaves this, like, nice dryness in your mouth. But hmm. it's got that... We've been on sort of a peppery kick lately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, with these, and I, I get that in this a lot, too. It tastes um, a lot more the sweetness of this one. It, like, yeah, it has a very strong, like, is that, I don't know, plum or cherry? It's Something fruity and good? <laughs> Some sort of fruit. Yeah, that comes out in sort of the middle of it, but, like, I, that is a solid one. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we're not into the ranking yet, the numbering, Mike, but I mean, it's halfway up there, at least, I think, for me. (laughs) Do we rate this in numbers of sandworms? Oh. (laughs) Like one sandworm. Eventually. (laughs) Eventually. We'll we'll get some of the launch, (laughs) Kenny. We'll get something going. But, no, I like it. Uh, Do you think you have a favorite yet of any of them? Any of them stand out? Um, once I look at our list and uh, my my that might pop up. Yeah, well, that here. that Saint Emilion one does stand out. It's for so me. funny because like I can't remember the taste of it unless mm. I listen back to the start of an episode and like, oh yeah, oh, that you, was a good you one. You need past my Yeah, you. exactly. <laughs> Just fill me in. <laughs> yeah. What did I think? Mm. Oh dear, this this oh. was a doozy, Derek. This hit me. I, yeah, uh, so you don't get any warning before the chapter. No! And uh, this was a dramatic one. This was the fall of our great Duke and the death of two, well, one beloved character. Oh. One, you know, we just met you. We, <laughs> we had two. dinner once, you know. uh, Before that, let's pause and go back to this quote. All uh, right. Before we, we mourn the new fallen ones, <laughs> let's mourn this guy we've never met before. Yeah, so. We get a dirge for Jameis. It is like a, a dirge is a lament for the dead, especially uh, one forming part of a funeral rite. Right, right. Uh, now, any idea who Jameis is? <laughs> no, I don't know who Jameis is. How would I know who Jameis is? You can speculate. You know, we, we, we had to speculate right. around Aaliyah. That was one uh, where you didn't have any way to know. But I was, Yeah, I still don't know. I thought I had a good idea last time. but All right, uh, then but... let's go maybe the other direction. Can I maybe tell you something about Jameis? Yeah, sure. Just like a little weird thing. Sure. like Jameis is alive right now. I figured because it's a song of yeah. so it's something that he said at the passing of Jameis. So he knew Jameis. He probably knew Jameis well. Okay. That's good. That's about all I got. Though. That's all you want to go? I was like, I was going to let you run with that. A oh, bit yeah. More. I'm like, yeah. Hey, do you have any more speculation? But anything that you think you can pull from what? Probably that, that, uh, that whole poem is very much saying kind of like, you're responsible for it, victim of your follies. You know, tr- right. uh, tarried with trifles. Mm-hmm giving you sort of an impression of what kind of happened. But uh, yeah, so he's on uh, here. He's on Arrakis. He, uh, I'm going to tell you he's a Fremen. Yeah, I could tell he's a Fremen. One, uh, it's a song of Modib. So he's already got the Modib name. Sure. So which, yeah, we've talked about yeah. before. It's going to be his Fremen name ultimately. Uh, it's and comes in. also it's uh, on the funeral plane. Now that's on Arrakis. Yeah, that was mentioned that's, once. Yeah, we've had a, uh, it was a uh, Gais Mahaim yep. mentioned it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that was like the will blot the or black your eyes out on the funeral planes or something. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. For protection of the oh, sun. God, I can't even remember what the word is that we've we've butchered a few. There was a, a time we were trying to remember Margaret's uh, note that she left in the conservatory. Yeah. I think it's like two episodes ago. And man, we do a bad job remembering oh, it. No. It's like between the two of us, we like <laughs> replace every other word. We get the gist of it though. Oh, no, it was a really funny listening back. I'm like, we should have just opened the book up. <laughs> <laughs> So, guys, I apologize for that one. (laughs) We'll get that up. Um, So, is is that like an expansive desert? Yeah, it's going to be like, remember, what did we talk about? The Great Erg. uh, We're kind of defining like, I'm never going to be able to tell you, like, why these one place in the desert is named this or that. But Mm. yeah, it's going to be another uh, kind of uh, expanse on the map you could clock out and everyone would know what you were talking about on Arrakis. I don't know if there's anything specifically unique about that uh, landscape. I mean, it's probably all desert all around, Mm. but uh, it's it's, it's somewhat of like a cemetery kind of thing. I get the feeling. Yeah. Yeah. uh, It must be where at least that rites done. Right. Um, But... Think about, or, like, where the remains may even well, be scattered once I, it's been dehydrated. I was just going to say, like, uh, and even if they do, though, it's not like they stay there that long. Yeah, eventually... I feel like that would be with, like, after the water has been given oh, yeah, back yeah, definitely. to the, the sea itch. And then uh, I just mean that there would be no, like, headstones and stuff like that. Because, one, we know the worms are so ferocious, and then the landscape and environment in general is always right. churning and changing. So the the plains themselves is probably the monument. Yeah, 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 yeah just that, that area. It's kind of a That's cool idea. Oh, yeah, I like it. Sort of like a burial at sea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah and go. and just, sand and water. Again. Say, yeah, keeping that connection together. Yeah. This is just uh, essentially an ocean planet, uh, is how we might as well accept it now, Yeah, because that's what we're going to keep alluding to it as. Uh, but yeah, so that's all I really got for Jameis. Uh, we will a new book. We're going to meet him. Uh, yeah, you might be right. I don't remember songs if had song. by Mowadiv. I don't so, think we haven't had songs yet. We've he had. Doesn't say, do a lot saves. of karaoke. <laughs> I haven't seen a lot. <laughs> it's uh, Gurney hasn't been singing them. Yeah, you'll know it when Gurney sings them. Oh, that's an interesting idea. Do you think any of this might have been inspired by uh, Gurney? Oh, inspired by for inspired. sure. That's got to be the only person who taught him music, right? I mean, yeah, I guess so. His biggest musical influence. Uh, I wonder if it takes. Uh, maybe it is something that like Gurney helped him draft up. Oh, maybe maybe in their later lives, but. We will move on for now. I don't got anything else too big for Jameis, but we will meet him. Uh, okay, so we got that, that was my next question. Yeah, yeah. It's not, of course, not a throwaway. Uh, In this book. He's no party. Yeah, um, he's no party. This guy's going to get some screen time. <laughs> I so. just love that sentence. <laughs> or, or, Great guy, but he's no party. No party. <laughs> oh, man, I Actually, don't want to get into this, but like party got a name for a guy we didn't even meet and we still didn't give the steel suit manufacturer's daughter a name. Yeah. Yeah. So bad. On to the story, Mike. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. So this chapter begins with uh, Leto coming back to the uh, Ducal Castle, as we're now calling it. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ducal C- Palace. Ducal Castle. Is it Castle? It was Castle in the dinner scene. Oh. Uh When the Duke's running through it. Okay. Uh, I think we're. We yeah, were, we we were calling it we, Ducal Palace. We, ca- we called it pro- several iterations yeah. of uh, Palace. We got there. Castle. Okay. Okay. Uh, but he's getting there. It's like four in the morning, and it's two days after the dinner party yeah and uh i think uh leto's just kind of standing in the hallway and he has a message in his hand because a fremen messenger had come by uh-huh. and this is a quote i uh read for you at the end of last chapter oh yeah, yeah 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 so he bought the note and it's like a column of smoke by day a pillar of fire by night and there was mm-hmm. no signature on it in the I left before anyone could right. ask him anything else. What, what did he say? It was like uh, he slipped into the night like some smoky shadow. Smoky shadow. That's scary. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm thinking, or we know it's a Fremen. Yeah. So uh, knowing where we're standing with kinds right now. You think this was given to him by Kynes? Yeah, I think it has to do either with kinds or with Mapes. Because we're going to, I have some questions about what Mapes was doing down there that I really want to dig into with you. Okay. And... Just that her activity is so atypical and this messenger is so out of the blue. I wonder if there's a connection there. You, you look mm. like, you had a thought. Uh, no, uh, I just, I don't know. It's so hard to say because one, I'm not really quite sure what this means. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like even knowing how this chapter ends, it's still ambiguous. Like, I what is that warning? I feel like Mapes wouldn't have a friend messenger send this, though. I feel like Kynes would. Okay, well let me uh, we'll we'll get to the end, and I, I feel I'll, like maybe we'll just put yeah. that under his door or something, you know? She's she lives no, no, there. But that's, yeah, but that's not what I mean, though. Is that uh, maybe this is partly for her? Oh, that could be too. Like we don't know who it was given to. I don't know why they gave it to the duke. It's certainly not addressed to him. So there's, there's just a lot Brought going the note on here to the outer guard. Just now as the duke arrived, I mean I think it's for him. The note read. I mean, all it says, and there's no signature. Mm. So anyway, it leaves us with the yeah. duke. Feeling just as clueless as we are going like, what does this mean? Hmm. And And uh, why does it say a column of smoke and a pillar of fire? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I like it seems. Uh, remember when the Duke made that statement at the dinner and then uh, Paul and Jessica pulled out all those code words from it. Mm-hmm. That's the impression I get from this. Like the ones that stand out for me here are like column smoke day, pillar fire night. Because those are all, like, corollary. I, I guess the big thing is they both uh, they both tell of the same sort of possibly disastrous event, just different perceptions of it, depending on how you see it. Such as, I mean, like, what, a bonfire, you would not be able to tell by the smoke alone at night, but you can tell by the fire at night. Right, yeah, yeah. But it, yeah, it's just weird, like, a pillar of fire. That sounds intense. It does sound intense. Uh... Oh, and I, I, I don't want to get from it as an impression, because like is it, even knowing where this leads to, that doesn't seem like it illuminates the end of this chapter either. Is this uh, note sort of hashed out later in the book? It is us? not. Otherwise, really? Otherwise, I would oh, I would crack gosh. out some more answers for you. But that's why I want to speculate on this mapes saying go with you a little bit. Uh, then, Mike, there's always a chance I'm missing something. So maybe somebody online will be able to like shout out at us and be like, hey. It's actually really obviously standard right here. Oh, that'd be, yeah, that'd be really good. As far as I know, no, I I don't think, uh, I got nothing to connect that for. Okay. Um, but the fatigue... It's wearing Leto thin. And mm-hmm. this is where mm-hmm. we learn he has not slept the entire time. I already told you. I totally called it. Yeah. I, I'm saying we got it in writing, though. Like, <laughs> yeah, the entire time we've been here, the entire time we've known the Duke, he has not slept. Yeah. I guarantee you not sleep on the crossing. Uh, I don't think he slept while we were back on Iraq or on I Kaladin. think I think he may have slept on the crossing. I don't know. I mean, like, I think even he knew like that's the one chance I'm going to last... get to rest. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, um, the one chance of peace. He's been popping pills like crazy. Yes, he is. Yui's probably happy as can be. Yeah, <sighs> I think it's even at the point like they're not even working anymore. They're wearing thin. He's running out of them mm-hmm. like. Oof. Starting starting to get, get a habit. Um, so. He's telling us there have been a, a number of military problems in the past couple days. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is going to be our Harkonnen cells that are left on the planet. Uh, you know, we got that carry-all back. Uh, we're aligned with the smugglers a little bit more. We're aligned with the Fremen a little bit better. Things have probably been doing all right, but certainly there's been constant strife on the planet up till this point. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Fear has since reported on his meeting with the lady just. I wonder what he reported exactly. Well, hilarious because, like, he says he's not going to, right? Or just because, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's not gonna you say not tell the Duke and then, like, Duke, Duke, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she picked on me. <laughs> Poor thing. Oh man. And I I don't even know what Lito would have thought when he heard it. I'm just like, yes, how I, I know how i want. Um and then Lito, he's kind of cursing Idaho for this, but then sort of like a reconsiders. <laughs> so I'm just like, it's no. like it's not Duncan's fault. Yeah, like, <laughs> he I, should have trusted her from the get go. Exactly. He knew this was like this is too far. I just, mean, the fact that he just broke one of his lieutenants by giving him that order essentially, Duncan like collapsed under that. Uh, now I wonder uh, wonder what happened to Duncan actually too. It's been two days since he was. Uh, someone forgot he was in there. <laughs> Guys left him in for a day. I've, I've got to be at the CH in like a day. Yeah, they're <laughs> expecting me back. <laughs> uh, last I knew, I uh, K- K- got a little bit of got a letter from Kynes? Yeah. He, wanted, he, to wanted, to t- he wanted to tell me something. Yeah. Never got it, though. Um, and uh, we have this really uh, sad decision, Paul Alito, where he's like um, deciding he's going to go kind of tell her, right? I must mm-hmm. do it now before more damage is done. And this decision made him feel better. So he's going to go right from this doorway to go to Jessica. And sort of like unload his burdens right. and like let her know everything. And man, if only he made it, because at the split of the hall, he Lido sound. hears a muling down the hall. Now oh. we got to pause, Mike. Muling is a weird word to me. It is a weird word. Okay, I had to look it up. Uh, like it makes sense and like it's very intuitive of what it is. That sounds a yeah. muling of like just it sounds almost. Um, is it idiomatic when it's uh like the word is how it's spelt it out. sounds. I have no idea. No, that's what I want to go for though. It's like that kind of a thing. And, uh, I put muling in and the Google usage is one of my favorite things for okay. like word thing. Starting in 1950, this one ramps up, but it ramps up to the present and it's still more <laughs> popular now than in the past. And I'm like, I've never heard of this word before. <laughs> never encountered this word. Um, I mean the the usage is really really small percentage right. wise, but it's a it's a threefold increase since 1950. Okay, It's it So weird, very strange. Do you think Frank likes? I was like, I'm gonna hop on the train. I'm thinking, <laughs> like, I'm thinking he is the train. I think yeah. this is the conductor, Mike. All oh. aboard the muling, and we're off. Oh, he got this one going. <laughs> Such a weird word, but I love it. Uh, fits in great there. So he hears this muling sound of just Meh. yeah. It sounds like a dead cat to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I, a dead mabes. <laughs> and, um, so his hand uh goes to his shield belt and he slips the kin jaw right from his hand right and uh i think he even kind of remarks on like this like almost comfort this brings him. right uh, which is like this is this is the natural dude that movement must have been so quick and intuitive for him and he moves down the hall and all the lights are turned to their lowest setting these glow globes are they the supposed day. to be on their lowest setting or do you think that's been done intentionally 4 a.m. I probably probably maybe yeah, it seems like well, yeah, there's no like uh, they just do it automatically right they glow when someone comes by and then Uh, No, no, you can adjust the setting. Okay, um, but they can also like turn towards you and float a little bit and this and that so I'm guessing like One of the uh, housekeepers or something goes through at the end of the night, you know, so they don't so these ones are not set to Illuminate when he walks by it seems so that they are at least set to uh, Yeah well, like you set how bright you want it to be right. and it like reacts to you. But it yes, just seems a little weird to I me. I think we I guess. just set these all the way to low and they'll still like do that biological thing, but they have a limit to them, okay, cap, okay. If you will. Um and so he's moving down, and he's going through this dim corridor. It's like really spooky. Very spooky. And I like that he always I he, just he can't make out the shapes either. He sees like a blob on the floor. I still feel like he should have been like clap on like get those lights going. You think that's the first red flag of like, dude, put the light on. Yeah. Like <laughs> You? They're eight meters apart as well. Is that how far says? Yeah. That's crazy. Like, why wouldn't you be like, hmm, this is rather spooky. hmm That's suspicious. like... suspicious. Solid, like... Oh, what does that almost be? 24 feet?
1: Yeah. Uh, give like, or
0: take? This is horror movie mentality. It's just like, I heard a sound. I'm going to go into the darkness. Not like, going to flip that light switch on. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, like, he does have a shield and a skin jaw. Uh, does he turn it on? Um, uh... His hand goes to the shield belt. Mm. No, I think he only goes down the to the The answer it. is definitely no. Otherwise, didn't he didn't he not want it on in case cause he needed to hear and something? No. Oh uh, well like yeah. It? He it would impair his mobility. Mm-hmm. Uh it would impair his hearing. And all that talk about Lay's guns, he's a little on. edge. what yeah, that's probably the biggest yeah. one of like, I'll give you the answer. And then like, yeah, remembering like, atomic explosion, I'm like, yeah, I'll risk it. So he keeps it off. And uh yeah, moving down there. Oh, yeah, because of the captured lay's gun shipment has left, him, uh, has left him filled with doubts. And uh, the first body he finds is Esmar Tuick, face down on the floor. Like, we just met the dude. Just met him at dinner. He was having a great time, too. He barely said a word, too. And, uh, but I think he made his intentions known. He, we knew who he was aligned with. Yes, sir. He was aligned with dark side kinds. Uh We know who his ambassador was. Yep. Gurney Halleck. Uh, yeah, and the fact that he came to dinner. I think this man, he had... Uh, such a bright future, and I wanted to see where he's going. He was uh, Jessica's escape route. Yeah, that's our, uh our that's secret. Mainly why she asked him to come. Mm-hmm. That's what she saw through this whole meal. So, do you think that's why he was here to speak with her? I think I think something like that was up. Hmm. So let, let me me uh, let me get to this next one. This is going to be where we'll, we'll we'll take our little okay. tangent down. Okay, uh, okay. What's happening? <clears throat> what, what brought everyone in this damn hallway uh, to this terrible fate? So there's another gray blob stretching mm-hmm. on the floor. It's a few paces away. And uh, this is the actual source of that noise. And that it is sound. crawling. Yeah. So then the shape that he can't see, it crawls Raspin, towards him, mumbling. Oh, my God. It's like the ring. <laughs> yeah. Oh, exactly. And it's a little prune of a lady. <laughs> and it I was her head so up. upset when I read this. I've seen Mapes with Why? a Why? From her back to along her side. What did she ever do to anyone? Wrong place. Wrong time, Mike. Oh, wrong place. Wrong time. And then she says this kind of enigmatic sentence that I, I would like to unpack with you. Okay. Uh, this is my the thrust of my confusion here. If, yeah, if anyone wants to join into this discussion, I think it's definitely better to read it than to listen to it alone. Mm-hmm. So you may want to, like, have a book in front of you if you want to type some responses to this. Yeah, because we're going we're gonna to parse it out right here, but let me give you my best uh, make yeah, yeah, impression yeah. here. And so she's on the ground. She, gets, she says, Sue, sort of an... S apostrophe U, because uh yeah. he does write very phonetically when they're speaking. Yeah, I'm noticing him with like Gurney Halleck, yeah. a drunken Idaho. Drunken Idaho, especially. And uh still she, a great drink name. She cat she gasps. Uh, and these are all separated by an ellipsis. Um killed, guard, sent, get, tuic, escape, milady, you, you, here. No. And her head flops forward. She dies. Thumps against the stone. That's the end of Shadow Mates. The amount of effort she was probably trying to exert just to deliver any sort of message. Just that. So that means, yeah. And that imbibes, like, that must have been important. Like, that, if that was it, she put everything she could into that. She was stabbed in the back, it looks like. So Uh, there's no way she could have stopped the bleeding. It was the back, and the wound extends to her side. Oh, my God. She She had a vicious wound in her. And uh, so, what I'm thinking here is we know that one mates is Jessica's sort of assistant, right? And that she is very dedicated to Jessica mm-hmm. because of what Jessica that test she passed with the Chris knife, right? And uh, from when uh, we had Idaho drunk out front, we saw mates very much like every time going to Jessica, right? Like, glancing to her for approval of every action of mm-hmm. like, hey. And I feel like Mates was ready to kill anybody there, too. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm just like, I can do it. I'm very well versed. And uh, we also saw um, that first time uh, a guard shows up, she double checks with Jessica that it's Paul or that it's for Paul or it is safe to kind of go out and get him. Remember when she had that message. Uh, So it's always running things back through Jessica. Mm -hmm. So knowing Jessica wanted Tuik as an escape route. I'm willing to think she was meeting with Tuik. Uh, Mapes. Yeah. 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 If I, if you want me to go all the way in, sure, I think sure. Mapes is getting to it and then going to get the Duke and the lady and maybe Paul to leave and run. Because of the danger and then like come back after the fact because she does like see her as like the prophesized one. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she would just be like, hope you come back <laughs> and like. Yeah, well, I, I don't, yeah, I didn't know, uh, but I think she would do whatever to get him to live. Uh, okay, that's a fair. That's it. Uh, yeah, yeah. I guess I can see you're saying like it would conflict with them going to two pile, conflicting kind of with the prophecy yeah. and her motivations for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah. don't know. I think it but, would be less but about. But if everybody dies, I think it's sort of like a wash of like. Well, it's uh sure. a smuggler, so maybe less about getting the two pile and more about getting them. Off, uh, or out of Arakeen And then back onto Arrakis In some other way Okay Some sort of long scheme, Maybe plan. into a sea itch Where the smugglers go all the time Sure Sure uh, Nonetheless they, I mean they're gonna be On the run at this point And mm. I feel like Mapes is already aware Of what was coming And that the Fremen Were already aware Of what was coming tonight Hence the message At the door Okay And so I think that message And Mapes are like Both on the same page So maybe that message Wasn't for Mapes Maybe she caused it to be delivered. So it was sent to a guard. Mm-hmm. Does it say Leto was summoned there or it just happened to be walking by? No, it just it just says it was handed to the guard captain. And uh, it seems like Leto just happened to get there at the same time. Uh, note to the outer guard. Just now as the Duke arrived from his command post. Okay. Mm-hmm. I wonder if it was meant to uh, be uh, delivered as he was coming back. Which could be. In order to... I don't know. I, I wouldn't get him down the hallway, would it? No, so that that's the other, like, him going down this hallway is only because Mapes made that sound. Right. He would have gone straight to Jessica otherwise. Which, uh, so, and I, I actually, I can also, I want to tell you, uh, we're going fi- to not find this out until next chapter. Okay. Jessica is asleep right now. Okay. Jessica didn't summon Mapes either. Jessica did not summon Tuik. Do so you think Mapes is acting independently then? I, I know she is, For at least to get her down here with Tuik. However that happened, that was by Mapes' own agency. Okay. She wasn't instructed to do this, but it could be like, I think Jessica confided within her why Tuik was here. um, And that maybe there's a contingency kind of plan in place that Jessica and her have, you know, hashed right. out at some point. There's also though the issue of that like Tuik is aligned with the Fremen. We know by his right. interaction with Kynes. Right. So that could be something else entirely for him and Mapes being together. Mapes, we need to we need to touch on this right now, is Mapes is the espionage chief for CH Tabar. Oh. Mapes is a huge player Wait, What? Yeah, we're gonna go into Mape's. She's a back- secret agent. She's a secret agent. Uh, we're gonna go into Mape's backstory after this, but uh, yeah, I figure I gotta toss. Let me throw this on the fire. Uh, <laughs> <Okay>. keep- <laughs> speculate with we Mike. Get on this all one. Right, no. All right, all right. Uh, and Mape's before she dies. All right, she gets a message out to the Fremen. Oh, she does. She does. She gets a message out concerning her test with Jessica. Okay. That is in the Fremen hands currently. Do you think that's why so many of the Fremen were just like, Lisa and Al-Gaib? No, no, no. That was, uh, just, that was before. Okay. Remember that was when, uh, or do you mean the guys at the... That was, that was on, that the on, on the Spice Run. That was on the Spice Run, uh, the one guy says it, right? Do you mean the guys in the back of the Thopter with him? No, no, this is when, uh, the Royal Guard or whatever comes to, uh, the landing field. Oh, oh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. that's like, from it. Okay. I, th- I thought you were going to, talking about, um, because isn't it also the line of people when Paul came into town, said, like, Mahdi and Lisa and yeah, and, like, Thufir has a report. So right. I, thought, I thought we were going with that, which no. would be, like, predate before they got the No, no, to no, 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 no. But, yeah, yeah. Um, I think that might have been before. Uh, Because
1: that so, would have been the
0: day after. I was, yeah, I was just going to say, timeline-wise, that's a pretty tight window for, um... All that to have happened at once. Right. But uh definitely by this point that message has gone out because we now have our two days from mm-hmm. the dinner party and such. So we, we know we're at least like three days on Arrakis and like yeah. I'm in and out. Um so they have a message out there. So that's why I'm kind of thinking it could be possible that her and Tuik were going, you know, knew something was up and they're still going, but still having her say, Milady, you, and then like you hear no, I feel like those are two separate sentences. Yeah. It's so like, like n- sent. To get Tuik for, like, escape, to get Milady and you. Right. I but, think the... But then you hear no is, like, the... Uh, well, no, here's the thing, because sure. this is... Uh, it's hard to say. I don't think the audiobook is a good way to... No, no, you should uh, yeah, completely ignore it, it. Yeah, because I think this is written phonetically, and I think she's trying to say Yui here now. I was just going to... Oh, I would... No, I th- I think the beginning word is Yui. It's you. I think it's Huey killed guard. Yeah, 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 I think that too. Okay. But I, also at the end, you here now, no. I think she's trying to say Yui here now. Like, he's here now. Oh. He's still here. Oh, that's good. And before he can do anything, just pop. Do you think that other you is also her trying to say Yui? Uh, just, no, I think no, that just, that is, uh, well, I mean, it just could just be, Malady but I think it you. was sent to get a escape, lady, with you. I do think that she's trying to say, uh, that she is referring to Leto in that. Or maybe, maybe this is her, these are her last words. These are the last, like, three, four words she says. So maybe it is she can't get it out. She's trying to. I, I, I took it as a, I really like your Yui here now. Like, that seems yeah. so on point for what's about to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, like, I, I want to kind of see her, like, that last limitation of, like, how this all has, like, her trying to do this last act and get them out mm-hmm. has ultimately failed. Because, like, him being here right now is so terrible. Because Yui is right behind yeah, yeah. him on the, in, the, in, like, the generator room. Uh, and then having Tuik and escape together is why I, I can't like avoid connecting those since yeah, just I mean that makes that. sense yeah but yeah that Yui killed the guard and then maybe like Yui sent to get Tuik could be no I that, think could that could like I, the other thing um, hmm. Tuik escaped Malady Yu. Oh, and then her head flops the stone so like yeah that's but I, I think we're definitely in agreement with Yui in the beginning Yui killed guards yeah right oh. on so Yui did do both of these he uh Tuiq he killed and both her. of them yep. And presumably a guard somewhere. Since neither of them are yeah. the guard. Yui's <laughs> on a roll today. With a knife as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did some, he did some doctor work. Oh. Um, he's a little regular oh. Jack the Ripper today. Oh. um, But, yeah, so I love this idea that Jessica had, like, a contingency plan in mind. Mapes knowing, like, it's all going to hit the fan today. acts on it. Gets to It's mm-hmm. trying to get out, like, that morning. Um... Maybe without the Duke because the Duke wasn't back yet either. No, and she would not have known when he would have arrived. Oh, uh, maybe to get, so, and just y- get them to the Duke even. Um, but I think, yeah, kind of your theory, too, of like just getting out of air King might have just been the only picture or the first step. Right. And there's there's a little bit more to the puzzle as well here. What's that? So the generator room that he was going towards because mm-hmm. this hallway leads to a service area and that's where the generator for the house shield is. Yes, it is. And we we find out very shortly here, there's no humming sound. That shield is off. Right. Do you want to, is this going to connect back to the phrase we're on yeah. now? Okay, sorry. I guess the sort of setting up the pieces is more what it's related to. Mm. Do you think that that itself was the bait or that's for a different part of the plan? Uh, the shutting down the generators? Yeah. Oh, 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 that's, uh, oh no, that's not the bait. That's part of the plan. Oh, God. That's, yeah, that's a big part. Well, let's go, let's go straight to that part because okay. it is All like right. only one thing away. And I think uh, I don't have much, anything else to pull out of uh, Mapes's words, but <sighs> we should, let's take a sip for her. Mike. Yeah. Uh, one one cheers on. for her. Please don't dump that on my rug. <laughs> Never dip the wine. Mm. Unless the Duke does it first. Oh, oh yeah. And then I have to. <laughs> then Leto says this is a house game. So Leto stands. And right then his sixth sense tickles, tingles. Tickles. <laughs> <laughs> terrible purpose <laughs> is <laughs> what I'm calling <laughs> Do <laughs> <with. Yeah. laughs> You think that's what happens to Paul? Terrible purpose? <laughs> <Just> <laughs> six cents <laughs> is a sense of humor. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. And uh, he goes for the shield belt, but he's one second too late. And uh, I think this is a little bit of... Remember, everyone's in the Quisatotorak line. Right. I think that's a little bit Do of... Do you Le- think he's got a little prescience there, That's exactly what I put in my notes, Mike. I put Leto's prescience. Just a little bit, a shade of it, a glimmer of it. Um, do you think that's why he's so formidable in the field yeah, I think it's a combination uh, you know he also has that amazing training like all the fair, ability fair. And stuff and I, I will say that prescience didn't serve the old duke too well <laughs> no maybe maybe hey, Morte had better prescience I was just gonna say that <laughs> <laughs> maybe he was just outdone by the true Kwisnach <laughs> <Quisartanac. laughs> I'm sure they, you know they would have done animal testing before we did it in humans so maybe there's like a bowl line that's been around for- <laughs> We're not ruling it out. (laughs) They're all mammals. Dear Lord. Uh, So, but one second too late implies he was too late. And a dart strikes his arm and it starts to paralyze him right away. And he lifts his head with great effort we get yeah this is a hard hitting drug whatever he got hit with mhm well like i said uh yui he's basically an alchemist when it comes to drugs yeah we we're talking about like he could go into any environment and given like 20 30 minutes put something together or at least list off like what everything some basic components and like start some chemistry up and uh i think he he tells the duke later on this one is very well it's tailored specific uh it's going to do some very specific things to him And uh, we got this, I'm going to read this quote out of, this is, Yui stood in the open door to the generator room. His face reflected yellow from the light of a single brighter suspensor above the door. There was a stillness from the room behind him. No sound of generators. So Yui has shut down the house generators at this point. Oh, Well, they don't have to worry about laser guns anymore. Hey, problem Yui saved that problem. (laughs) Yui saved the day. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> a million deaths were. Oh, wait. So I, I love this. Yui began walking toward him, pocketing a dart gun. Derek, I've been making jokes about Dr. Yui having like a big, like, trank rifle, trank gun, mm-hmm. like, big game hunter. I didn't think it would actually happen. I know. It would, it would be better if he's like uh, folding up the dart gun, you know, yeah. like unscrewing the barrel like <laughs> the assassin, his hat. Yeah, <laughs> putting it all back in that briefcase. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. He's got to have the uh, old I explorer feel- cap on. <laughs> I'm actually just pretty happy that that happened. Yep. And uh, he makes a little notch on the side of the gun. Oh, Oh God. (laughs) Another one. One. (laughs) Just one notch. (laughs) Never get to use this thing. (laughs) And uh, Lito, he's able to gasp one word. And he asks, how? And then uh, the paralysis hits his legs. His legs sort of just like Slides slump out. Of so is he against the wall then? If his legs uh Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think he's yeah. like slowly, it's like slow, you know, probably still oh, yeah. back. Never mind, it says with his back propped against the stone wall. <laughs> <laughs> I should really read. <laughs> uh classic. Oh boy. And uh Yui tells him that it's a selective poison. He can speak, but he shouldn't. And he has a look of sadness over him too. Yeah. Yui. This is and we're gonna see like uh some madness kind of creep into Yui here. And uh, the Duke now sounds and feelings are remote and dull to him. So I love this. Every time we uh, hop into his perception, he's going to comment on that. Right. He's got this dull ting to it. It seems distant, uh, like a remoteness to it. And uh, Yui, he's telling him like, uh, "I ha- I want to kill a man, not you, my Duke." He's going oh, to. Oh, I kill... got. Th- I got this quote actually. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Mike, read it aloud. Yui says. I'm sorry, my dear Duke, but there are things which make greater demands than this as he touches the diamond tattoo on his forehead. That's so... That diamond tattoo that nobody will question. I find it very strange myself and override on my pyretic conscience, but I wish to kill a man. Yes, I actually wish it and will stop at nothing to do it. Looks down at him. Oh, not you, my dear Duke. The Baron Harkonnen. I wish to kill the Baron. That is great. Yeah, we definitely, we know his motivation for this. Mm -hmm. Hyretic uh, conscience, that has to do with conditioning. Yeah, that's like the conditioning they do to them is to make it so like they will never want to harm a human being. Like, it is just sort of like uh, beaten out of them, so to speak. They were always punished for like any kind of bad thought or action they did uh, to make them just really nice little boys, which makes for very creepy people, ultimately. (sighs) And uh, yeah, I I mean, and I kind of took the impression that like, The breaking of the conscience with them translating his love from wana to be greater than the love for the Duke. Not thinking it came from an angle of hate. Well, I mean, both are extremely passionate. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's just like how, like... Yeah, or maybe the soup doctors don't gender hate often, or maybe they don't have the things in their lives to risk it. I mean, I guess what use would hate be for a soup doctor? Well, uh... Not for use for a soup doctor, but like up until this point in the Imperium, no mm. one's done this thing to like break a soup doctor, right? Where it doesn't seem like it was that. Takes a mastermind, takes a the genius <laughs> Take there. Oh, who is, is <laughs> my boy Piter? <laughs> Piter the Great. Uh, have you considered what Piter is going to do with this prize? No, I haven't yet. Well, let's cross that bridge when we get there. Oh. But you know, Piter's plan how we got everything's checked off. Uh, we got one looming, looming threat, a legion of somebody showing up. Oh, uh, and then I believe he's no, two. two. Oh, sorry, two. <laughs> uh, he's promised Jessica, though. Yeah, that's his prize for this whole endeavor, but we digress. So, yeah, Yui's condition is broken, he's completely aware of it. He's now telling the Duke, can't imagine what's going through Lido's mind right now of just all the contradictions in the world falling into place. Uh, you know what? We never really got um, Lido's impression of who the traitor was, did we? No, we didn't. Of, like Thufir and Jessica hashed it out, Paul hashed it out with Jessica, uh, but none of them really like were like, "Hey, Lido, who do you think could do it?" I I don't it's know, an interesting actually. one. Um, but Yui, he's got a little plan. This is interesting for Yui. We've never seen him uh, go in and pull some strings yet. It seems like he's always been the puppet up till this point. Mm-hmm. And uh, he tells, like, Leto, you know, he's going to replace his tooth. Leto has a peg tooth from the tumble at Narcol, which is awesome, but I don't know what happened. I, I-, I- wrote that down. Like, what is this? Yeah. How is that not in Lido's biography? How do I not have, like, a Narcol story for you? That would have been a great one. Yeah. Uh, so I'm I'm shameful for them, Mike. But I can't tell you what happened at Narco or what a tumble at me. Did he literally just fall? Was it like a fight? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm going to assume he just like ran into a door on accident or something. Like <laughs> if you're not going to tell me. I'll assume it was embarrassing. <laughs> that's pro. That's probably it. Like, <laughs> that's just, <laughs> like Yui, I swear to God, if you tell anyone, <laughs> you and me and Gertie, Gertie's not saying shit. <laughs> I'm going to know. <laughs> he, gave, he gave him that his car. Yeah. <laughs> so, Yui, he's going to replace this tooth with a false tooth. So, uh, yeah, there's a little hidden nerve. Uh, it's hollowed out. Uh, what would be the nerve in the tooth? And that's going to be filled with the poison gas. So, he just needs to basically break the tooth. Yeah, he's Yui tells him, like, if you just bite it, you'll be able to break through it pretty easily. And this gas is going to... It's going to grow into your mouth, and as long as you exhale, sharp, inhale, exhale, don't inhale, exhale, very important. I mean, like, I think he's going to die regardless in that point. Yeah, but it's a matter of if you get the smoke out or if you don't, <laughs> yeah. it's really going to affect if somebody else dies. <laughs> Agreed. The Duke just collapsed with some, like, smoke coming from his mouth. Like, I don't get it. Um... Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> And uh, Yui's assuring him, like, nothing is going to catch this dude, essentially. Right. No scanner, no fast scan. He'll get by probably, like, a really thorough one, but it's he's basically right. counting what the Baron's going to do, which is, like, again, we haven't seen Yui do this. It's I bet Yui's been plotting this for a while. Oh, yeah. A good... He hasn't been told... Yeah, no. Like, before, since before we left Caladan, This isn't, like, part of the Piter plan, probably. No. This is... And that's... So, and then, do you think Piter accounted for Yui oh, man. in his plan? I don't know. Because, like, did you see this coming? Of Yui taking any, like, uh, play? I... It's so hard because a part of me wonders if... You love Piter, I I know. (laughs) (laughs) A part of me wonders... (laughs) Okay. If Piter... (laughs) I just see your face right now. (laughs) I gotta get a little, like, cover for it. Yeah. a, A part of me wonders if Piter did foresee this as a possibility. Okay. And that... Um, it's a possible way for the Baron to also be eliminated. Okay, yeah. Oh, man, that twist in Mentat is such hey, a great yeah. cherry on this whole thing. Because he would wish nothing more than for a Legion of Sardaukar to run rampant in Harko and kill the Baron. No, 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 he would enjoy it. Oh, yeah. It's not that he would wish it. That's uh, true. He, just that he, he would enjoy he it. He would sincerely. enjoy it. See, uh, but, I, like, what's going to... If you get rid of the Baron, though, what does Piter have? That is a good point. Now, like, Fade might keep him around. Fade is the Na Baron, so Fade is already the heir. Right. So if the Baron goes, it's going to go to Fade. I think that Fade wouldn't have a lot of options. Right. Right. I think he would be stuck with them, but yeah. I, but probably pretty quickly. Yeah, access one because he did not really. No, enjoy no, no. Him here's the thing. I the don't room. think. I don't think Fade's uh, insightful enough for that. To I think know, th- to know to get rid of him. Yeah, I think okay. Piter would be able to sort of like toy with him and use him a little bit as a sh- like a puppet. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I could see that. And then, because Fade, he was just so ignorant of the danger he was in mm. when Piter went right behind him in yeah. chapter two. He was like, I'll stand right here while yeah. we argue. I'm oh, like, my God. That's still one of my favorite parts. Creepy. So <laughs> creepy. Oh, Piter um so yeah I, I could see it going either way like peter is just so maybe even just uh including that variable is like oh i'm going to enjoy this one mm-hmm. i don't know which way it's going to go but this is like for me to watch and uh just keep an eye on just Mid-day. sipping some uh iced tea in the corner there yep some spice tea some spice tea <laughs> <laughs> nice touch <laughs> did it so we have a uh, Lido. he stares up at yui mm-hmm. as he was doing his tooth seeing madness in the man's eyes the perspiration along brown uh, brow and chin. Didn't so. you mention that if, like, uh, something happens to, like, a... Maybe it was with Mentats, but if something, like, happens to a suit doctor, you, like... Uh, talk to the soup school immediately. Yeah, yeah like, it was soups. Yeah, they'll yeah, like so recondition mint- or like your mentats can be impaired, and then we send them back. They get reprogrammed. Yeah, Maybe we get them back. They're a little down, but it's cool. You can get your mentat going again. <laughs> Refurbished mentats. Uh, yeah. Uh, the uh, soup doctors. I think we had joked like you get a warning of like, <laughs> hey, if they go mad, you have a guarantee. You just call us. <laughs> we take them out of here, <laughs> and uh, there's not much you can do with them. Right. They're done. <laughs> they're broken. It's a defective uh, soup doctor. You think this is uh, you? his own mind sort of fighting against him. Well, uh, remember that the encyclopedia is always backfilling. Right. So I think they're taking the madness that uh, if I was going to just put my impression, I think uh, the madness is in here just to let us know the character state of mind Mm -hmm. and maybe isn't representative of like the Degeneration of a soup doctor okay. And that I think the encyclopedia kind of fills that in To make, okay. to make it something bigger right, right. So um, th- But that is like sort of speculation Nonetheless we are left with the encyclopedia Telling us like yeah When a soup doctor is uh, breaking like, They can suffer madness uh, It's one of the things we know Happens because of how they're mentally trained mm-hmm. uh, And then That we see it just col- culminate here And let us know like yep we're beyond that point Uh, And then Encyclopedia It was nice that it gave us All those moments Where on Caladan Like guys This has been building For a long time Like Yui's been hurting a lot Right uh, But no one's caught it Because we've all been so busy With other things So Do you think that's what it is That internal pain That emotional pain Is what's uh, Having had it for so long Do you think that's just Overriding any sort of Like uh, Programming Well I think the Emotional pain Is part of like The breaking of the Programming if that makes yeah. sense. So, like, having Wana taken from him first, that direct, you know, his wife is dead. He knows that. He, mm-hmm. d- he wants to confirm that, but like, he knows that's the truth, the, how mm. the Harkonnens deal with them. Right. And then it seems like he's aware that his uh, pirate conscience is broken. You know, he's tapping that. That right. diamond tattoo that everyone else looks at and is like, well, that man's safe. Yeah, he's I like, can trust like, that man. He's like, look, this peels right off. <laughs> 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 it's not in real. Oh. He, he can rub it off. <laughs> like one of those water tattoos. It's just henna. <laughs> was never there. Uh, so I think it's like the duality of that, of like him mm-hmm. knowing he's broken too and knowing he's going to betray the people he loves. He's mm-hmm. told us that a few times. Right. I think that's all building and building and like, ma- yeah, makes you mad and breaks you. and like, uh. Just emotionally distraught. Uh, I don't know how you keep that inside and not tell anybody and not have anything bad. I mean, I think here's the thing. I think a lot of people do that day to day, anyways. And I think think they have like I think they have mental problems because of it, right? Yeah. I mean, like uh, there's a lot of things can happen because of that. Uh, I mean, you even get things like suicides. So like it it can tear a person apart for sure. This is our like PSA of like guys talk to your friends. Uh, I mean, yeah. No, honestly, like your friends are always going to want to hear, even if you don't feel like they would. Like you should be open and just tell them if you're hurting. Call somebody. Yeah, or even, yeah, someone anonymous even. My question is, uh, Dr. Yui, Gamjabar, how do you think he would fare in that test? Dr. Huey and a Gamjabar? Yeah. Like his hand in the box? Yeah. Oh, uh, well, you're measuring... Okay, so it's not about the box and the pain. You're measuring how he reacts to how the How do you box think he would pain? react? I don't know. Given what we just talked about. I mean, if he was told to keep the hand in the box by guys uh I don't know. She also pushed Paul too far, so like... We don't know if uh, if pulling your hand out does end the test. She just tells him not to, because she needs to watch him do that. But, like, keeping it in there, it's not like it's an endurance test. At some point, pulling your hand out might be the smart thing to do. So, I don't know. Uh, if you would be judged as human, probably not, by Bene Gesserit standard. Oh, so, it has nothing to do with whether or not you take your hand out. Well, we we only see it administered once, is what I'm telling you. Okay. And we know Guy Salamaheim is like... Yeah, I pushed that test pretty far on you. I think I wanted to kill you there. Uh, So I've never seen a normal one. But since we know it's uh, testing on the axis of crisis, Mm -hmm. that's why I'm like, maybe it doesn't actually matter if you pull your hand out. Hmm. Okay. But I can see, obviously, it sounds like uh, you do need to keep it in there until she tells you to test it. Because she tells you that whole thing about staying in the trap. But you don't think Yui would succeed on that? No, I, I guess not. I don't think he would have like uh that conditioning to like take so much pain.
1: Yeah. Uh
0: that's not doesn't seem like his forte. He's not yeah. a soldier, like right, right, right. yeah um maybe on some doctor level he can, but I, I don't know. He also has uh some Ben Gesserit training, so True. Juana gave him some interesting tricks. Wana told him so much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Ben Gesserit are all about <laughs> we gotta yeah, a few things that make me go, uh, huh. <laughs> Cuz um I guess are you good if I uh, yeah continue sorry no no that's fine I love these little uh tangents not that uh Yui, he's such a great villain not villain but like yeah I guess kind Trader. of villain. He's a, yeah he's an antagonist for sure he's a man put in a strange position but like um so yeah he tells the duke you know you're dead anyway he wants to do this and yeah Yui you're tells dead him, anyway I made a shaitan's bargain with the baron mm-hmm. now do you know shaitan I did do it because I it was a glossary word I considered and then decided against it because I felt it was too easy <laughs> yeah, and it, the direct translation is Satan or a devil yeah I think it's um like in Islam that's the word yes yeah, uh for it and um I uh, is that a one to one translation from the glossary to I, I don't want to commit to that. I don't oh, know. Okay, Without, without double check. I, I just didn't know if you had a handy. Or no, no, thank you. Uh, I didn't look into it for this one. I was going to connect it more to it uh, later in the book. And this is uh, I only know this word through Dune. So for me, it was illuminating to learn it uh, exists outside of it. Mm-hmm. Because eventually they refer to the worms uh, like they call one Shaitan of just like, they start cursing the worms, essentially. Right, because you say they call them like the devil or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And so that's why I didn't realize, so I thought there was something to like, Shai Halud and Shaitan being like a dune thing entirely. Uh. But they're like an Islam thing, which is just even cooler, pulling that world in. Uh, That's pretty cool. So and then it, I guess I was ready for it to be like ballaset. Uh, it's, <laughs> like... it's from here and it lives here, but I translated to the normal world. But yeah, so it means like devil. Uh, so he made a devil's bargain with right. the, with the Baron, which is great. We understand it, that. Yeah, is. the idea of that too is that like you can't go back on that. Mm-hmm. Like once it's written, it's written in ink. Exactly. And uh, he's telling him that uh, he's gonna know when he sees the Baron. Uh, what's up? Because Juana taught him the true sense when the stress is great. He can tell it not so, always a little not necessarily true sense, but like he knows a little bit of that minutiae, I think No, no, it specifically says like, uh, he knows a little bit of the true sense That's what she taught him because Wana was super adept at that. She was one of the best Okay, and uh, he he can't do it like Paul can or like uh even to the degree that I, don't, I don't know. I think I think I took this as more of uh, it because it doesn't say anything about truth sense just uh and one is to see certainty of truth when the stress is great. I think just being able to tell if someone's lying, based off of what they can see. Okay, okay. I, because I, I think I think you're taking want of, of stuff from the encyclopedia. No, no, no. I'm taking certainty of truth. Certainty of truth. That I I don't think I. How else could I interpret that besides like Ben Ajacerate truth sense? Because that uh, we we do know wanna had right. Yeah. But uh. But no, no. I I get either way. Like. We're definitely agreeing that, like, yeah, yeah. Yui does not have, like, Bene Gesserit, like, I can see through you and read it. Right. But I, I agree, yeah. Maybe you're saying, like, how she does it was, like, through the minutiae, and that's the best she could show him. And, like, somehow he's able to, like, reach this, but only it, in, like, really heightened moments or yeah, something. It's yeah, it's like, only. I mean, yeah.
1: He says, <laughs>
0: I cannot do it always, but when I see the Baron, then I will know. He's betting everything on just how the Baron is going to react. Yeah. But, well, I, I think he's interacted with the Baron before. Not face to face. I don't know. I don't think so. You don't? At no. all. No, I don't think so. You think uh what, <laughs> would it just been through Pider? No, uh, I think it would have been through Pider or mm-hmm. through uh whatever emissaries were on that shuttle that night. Sure, sure. But uh I think I think part of this is just so he can see the Baron's reaction. Cause he hasn't been able to gauge the Baron before. Sure. That's my interpretation. Okay. Yeah, yeah let's let's go with that. Even okay. like I think that's easier for like uh, that seems accurate based knowledge. Like we okay. haven't given, been told or insinuated that he has. Right, uh, and I think you might be right, even with like yeah. my knowledge from the Baron's not coming to visit Doctor Yui. Yui would be going to visit the uh, the Baron, and Yui's kind of on call twenty four seven. That's true <laughs> from <laughs> so, everybody. Yeah, I don't think that would check out. All right, so uh, but either way, he feels confident though that this lie it's gonna or whatever the Baron is gonna try to lie. This mm-hmm. is too big. He's gonna see right through it. And, uh, oh yeah, he's telling the Duke, too, that uh, the Duke is going to be able to get closer to the Baron. we will never enter the Baron's uh, presence without the price. The price is the Duke. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what that word that reminds me of? Hmm. The taqua.
1: The oh, price of freedom. Price of freedom. <laughs> when he this is that. like the
0: opposite of that almost, though. Kind of. Well, in that, like, uh, well, in what way? Well, no, I guess you're. This would be you see, Dr. It's freedom talk from Yui. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's this freedom is his, for Yui. Yeah. 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 Even though, even though it's a even death sentence. Even if he dies afterwards, this he, is his freedom. He just needs that answer. Yeah. He, no matter yes or, or like dead or alive, he just needs the answer, and then he'll feel like so satisfied with his life. So yeah, that that's like it. Just like t- got to me of like. Do you think that uncertainty is part of the uh, undoing or like breaking of conditioning? Yeah. Sort of in the same way that a mentat, that uncertainty can sort of uh, disrupt how a mentat processes. I mean, I can't break away from the the fact that, like, Piter is definitely exploiting that uncertainty. Yeah. So, like, yeah, it's definitely a contributing factor. Right. I like, how Piter... Piter's had to have experimented on so many people before. <laughs> Remember yeah. that drug that you could take? Uh, oh, it had the A sound. That was really great. <sighs> that, like, the... Throat of death or throat of hell. Oh, uh, It's just yeah, yeah, yeah. like two weeks of fun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, let me just try this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think that's how uh, you get answers as a twisted I'm glad man. we learned about the uh, Assassin's Handbook because now these poisons are like, yeah, coming. it's a gas drug. Oh, what was the, oh, what was the name in of the it? tooth? Uh, I believe that was the Criminian. Criminian? Criminian? Yeah. That was a cool one. So that's going to be what's in the Duke. Oh, man. He's got it. Uh, Now, at this point, we get a little bit of Leto's perspective, and he feels like he's in a nightmare. (laughs) Right right there with you, guys. (laughs) Oh, my God. I mean, he is actually in a nightmare. Yeah. And then uh, Yui's purple lips turned up in a grimace. I'll not get close enough to the Baron, or I'd do this myself. No, I'll be detained at a safe distance. But you, ah, now you, my lovely weapon. Oh. That's a great one. Oh. He'll want to he'll want you close to him, to gloat over you, to boast a little. Now Leto, he finds himself almost hypnotized by a muscle on the left side of Yui's jaw. The muscle twisted when the man spoke. So that is just that is the madness, That's coming through. terrifying. Like, yeah, this guy you've trusted so Isn't that where your carotid artery is too? Left side of your jaw? Uh well, I, I think I'm imagining on the That's jaw. That's your right. Does it go up on the jaw? That's your right. Oh, I mean, oh. You have, it goes both, doesn't it go both sides? <laughs> no. Does it not split? No, uh, the jugular, that's what I'm thinking of. Okay, is that in your jaw, though? Not on, like... No, it, it's in your neck, but, like... I gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I, I figured, uh, like, around there is, like, where it would be pulsing. Maybe. I'm not uh, not great on the biology Me neither, and I'm, I've been drinking I'm no a lot. soup doctor. <laughs> I wish I had one I could ask. <laughs> <laughs> Yui, can you tell us this? <laughs> He's like, you wanna? Uh, uh, what is he gonna <laughs> the, uh, What are the drugs he's always pushing? <laughs> Anti fatigue pills. <laughs> That's all he'd like, offer. Don't us. worry about it. <laughs> take this. Oh, take, okay, okay, man. Um, so yeah, you, he's telling him, you know, you're gonna get close to him. He wants him to have this tooth in, and uh, Alito just moves his mouth, and I love it. Without, he can't even speak at this point, point. and he says, "Refuse." Yeah. She's like no, like. Okay. And uh, Yui tells him that he must. He's like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> he mustn't refuse. And uh, this is actually the he, other quote I was considering reading to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't know if this was going to be too revealing, though. And it's because uh, he's telling him what he's going to give him in exchange. Like, you're going to take this tooth, and this is what I'm going to do He's making another you. deal. By making it appear they're dead, by secreting them among people who draw a knife at hearing the Harkonnen name, who hate the harkening so much they'll burn a chair a harkening has sat. Salt the ground over which a Harkonnen has walked. Fremen. Fremen. And uh, the chair line especially sticks no, out to me. No, fremen got into that command tower, they didn't liberate those chairs. <laughs> no, they would not peel those H's off. <laughs> There's no chair liberation. <laughs> All chairs must die. Chairs. <laughs> I love that. It's total, total harkening enemy. We don't take their chairs. We don't take their people. I mean, it's also kind of an itch. I mean, like, I, I don't want to define a house or, like, uh, a population based off of how they treat their enemies' <laughs> chairs. chairs. But I do think it's kind of interesting. The tradies, again, uh, Leto's very pragmatic. Mm-hmm. Repurpose that chair from okay, yep. Fremen, burn that chair down. <laughs> We're going to read into how they treat chairs. Yeah. You, you can do a lot of that. You wouldn't judge. But <laughs> I just think it's funny. Yeah, No, it's fucking great. <laughs> that, and he chooses to put that in there. Like, <laughs> yeah. I feel like he wrote that and then went back and was like, oh, I should put chairs. I in should this. put something <laughs> about chairs. Yeah. I don't know. I think there's probably a little something there. It's, I think that's kind of cool. The Connection. Uh, and then uh, yeah, he, he's going to work on this tooth and he's touching Leto's jaw. Just make sure he can feel it. And uh, once he's got the tooth in there, we know if we've pulled out this peg tooth from Narcol, uh, which I, I guess we're throwing that away. Uh had so much sentimental value. And he also pulls the ducal ring off his finger. Mm. Like this is for Paul. And uh, we get a, oh. a cool remoteness spreads upward from Leto's jaw across his cheeks. The shadowy hall narrowed to a pinpoint with Yui's purple lips centered in it. Remember the tooth. The two, yui hissed. Oh, hissed. I think this is more like the perspective of uh Leto, not necessarily like yui go in all Jafar snake like, <laughs> yeah, kind of, a, yeah. yeah, like uh, as this pinpoints yeah. his hearings getting a little yeah, muted. It's very too. cinematic the way that he writes this, and I really like that, yeah, I, yeah, whole, appreciate I feel it. like a uh, chapter actually, I was gonna say, like, maybe not since we've gotten to Caladan, but definitely since we hit the sands. It's gotten a little bit more uh very thematic like think of the dinner table scene it was very like I back wonder fourth, back, forth. I wonder, um I mean, I know he's taken Sabres of Paradise as like a huge inspiration for his writing. Uh-huh. Um I'm not sure what other books he also has, but I'm wondering what kind of movies he took as inspiration as well and like shots and that uh directors decided to make. Hmm. That yeah, I mean that's gonna be What uh yeah. Think of well, think of how still early the art form is almost at that point. No, right? well I yeah. Mean, no, okay. It's halfway through its life at that point compared to where we are now. Sure, sure. But I'm just saying it's it's rapid development and it's constant, right? Like when, when's color film introduced? Oh god. It's like nineteen uh nineteen fifty, I think. Okay. And we're or no, it's, it's it's uh it's a little before then. I would just say so even at that point, like let's go, let's give it twenty years, but like that's still well within his lifetime. And just saying making those leaps forward in the medium, like it does change dramatically. Mm-hmm. Uh so I too, I'm just curious of like That gives him a wide breadth to kind of choose from, of like everything we would consider such great classics. Yeah. Right. He might have seen. I just Um, want to look at one director in particular. Sure. To Uh, see when they were doing their movies, because that might give some insight. Maybe Is it one that you think would kind of overlap with uh, feelings you've gotten from Dune overall? Yeah. And sort of like impressions? Yeah. Well, I mean, because this is a very dramatic scene. In today's movies, this is like a regular kind of thing that you would expect. And we've touched on that before of like uh, in the duel scene where he's fighting with Kearney, you were asking if that was a trope that was normal at that point Mm -hmm. or if this book kind of defined it. And like we don't we didn't really always have a definitive answer, but I think it's... uh, the same thing popping up here where we're constantly looking at this and be like this sa- this like reads like a screenplay. So to speak, I can see this visually in my head really clearly. And, uh, the action is so quick and fast, but who is the director uh, that you have in mind? Uh, one of the masters, Alfred Hitchcock, <laughs> you know, he was just a terrible person. Oh, he was an awful person, an awful but person. he was a very good director. Yes, he was. <laughs> that cannot be argued, but yeah, no, I, I've seen some of the the interviews with actors. It's, it's Not bad. a lot of good things there. All right. <laughs> Terrible man. But he did thing, uh in 1960 with Psycho. One mm-hmm. was Dune written again? It was 50. Uh, published in 64, 65. Oh, 64, we, it was 65. an analog magazine in 64. And then Chilton Books published it in 65. So some Hitchcock. I mean, the reason I'm using Hitchcock as an example. I like, think it's a great one. He defined a lot. He, I mean, he created the horror he genre. He really redefined how drama was done. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've got. Uh, 1960 Psycho, 1958 Vertigo, 54 Rear Window, The Birds in 63, uh, 59 North by Northwest, M for Murder, 54. Like yeah, yeah, those those are all gonna be popular movies during his life, especially like now, the decade now, before writing this. We also gotta touch on though, he's not a cool guy. <laughs> 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 like Frank Herbert, he might have hated those. Like I told he's you, an he, informed guy though. He is, but he was he, a reporter for a time. He Hated rock music. Okay, yeah. So just, like, it doesn't mean, because that would be popular in that time, I'm just like, he might have hated it. <laughs> I'll put that out there. You're, Nonetheless, you're entirely right. You're entirely right. But, but I just wanted to put out there, like, what are the odds? Yeah, no, and that's sort of like a, at least that is an influence in pop culture that, right. like, you wouldn't be able to ignore. Uh, to some extent. I think it's, especially for one of those, he had to have seen at least one. Cause how could you say like, oh, I don't like this without seeing the movie. <laughs> <laughs> there, People there. Okay, there it. Right, right. You're right. As soon as I said I'm like, there are, there are people out there. Um, see the internet? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But my, I guess my point is like, this is so cinematically written. Mm-hmm. It's got to have some sort of sorcery inspiration for it. Yeah, yeah. I, I think and, I, I can see some, uh, some parallels. And yeah. And be like, I could, I could definitely... Yeah, it kind and of, even if I get this director wrong, I do feel like it's got a pull from something. I like it. Hey, yeah. that's uh Why don't you take that thread and pull on it and see if it leads us somewhere? All right, all right. Uh, there's got to be something we can find. Like, uh, we just need evidence that Frank Herbert saw a Hitchcock film. <laughs> that would be great. Uh, <laughs> ooh, is I'll there? Just write, I'll just write to Brian like, "Hey, did your dad watched a lot of movies in the day." <laughs> um, oh, on that. If we can do a slight, we don't usually do Brian Herbert stuff or like that, but uh, he is writing new Doom books. Oh, I saw that. There was and a, a Twitter uh, thing about a new trilogy. It's supposed to be. Wait, okay. Oh, so he's actually wrote, lining up with what we're talking about. He, it's all about Duke Leto. So he, uh, he wrote a prequel or a prequel trilogy already, right? Yeah. So this is another prequel trilogy, but it's directly with Duke Leto, Lady Jessica, and a young Paul. Yeah, I guess it's supposed to take place on that time on Caladan up before. Which would be cool. I'd love to see some, so, like, illuminated things. But. Oh, he actually wrote, this is the third prequel trilogy. Oh, they're... I'm counting the... Or but, all the, of them Well, trilogies? the Balerian Jihad would be a prequel trilogy. Oh, oh he wrote about this. And then there's the... the Houses, which is a prequel trilogy. Oh! And then there's gonna be this one, which will come after that. He just filling in all the gaps he can. Okay, uh, okay. But nonetheless, I just thought it was, hey, more Dune. Okay. I hope uh people enjoy it. Hop into it. But, so we have the Tooth to Tooth. That's the end of our chapter, Mike. Oh, we don't normally go on a tangent before we say that part, but. Um. No, no, I mean, like, there are a lot of things. <laughs> no, that, that was really cool. Uh, I guess, I, is there one Hitchcock movie that this reminds you of more than any other? Because, like, back to the corner, I would say North by Northwest a little bit. You think North by Northwest? Well, how that guy ends With up. Like off, the secret agent aspect well, of it? He ends up, like, running around. He's in the Middle East, isn't he? Isn't he in like... Because uh, I remember there's something where he's eating at a restaurant and they tell him he has to eat with three fingers. Uh, right, 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 the right. Thing. And he ends up like kind of running around there, I think almost on his own to go get back his uh, wife and kid. Uh, or is it just his wife? I just remember the quesara being sung uh, throughout it. Uh, that one comes to me. Is there anyone coming to you? For I mean, uh, the man who knew too much definitely comes to mind. But I think lighting... Like, cause this is a lot of this has to do with like lighting and like mysterious figures. I think it's great that you cue in the lighting in a book. Yeah. Okay. Isn't that kind of cool? Yeah. Yeah. No. For sure. Because that's why I think this is so cinematic. And he does make a point to suggest how dim it is. Yeah. Yeah. Going. The suspense on the lowest. Mi- yeah, yeah. Yeah. Lowest setting. Eight meters apart. This mass sort of making this weird sound, yeah, gurgling, blobs, like moving. He, yeah. Like yeah, that's terrifying. Figures. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that, that's that's what I would liken it to. Oh, which one? A man who knew too much. I mean, okay. Um, uh, I mean I think uh, oh, Psych- is that, Isn't that the one he did twice Oh I don't know he re- I think there's one movie He remade when uh, Color came out Because he made it before They had color And then uh, he makes it again Later on Too much was 56 Okay I, um, might, I might be wrong on that That uh, Not a tangent worth going down Right 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 uh, Oh A great chapter Is there anything In that chapter We didn't touch on That you uh, Oh god Well I I mean I guess I just wanted to go on Piter's plan But I think we already Established that In one of our little uh, Tangents there a little bit. Is there anything else you want to add to it? I mean, we were mainly focusing on kind of like uh, if he accounted for Yui in Piter's plan. Otherwise, as far as Piter's plan goes, it seems like uh, we've knocked off a few wins for the Duke. Sure, that ship sailed. Mm-hmm. Uh, we tried to assassinate Paul. Right. We um, we dragged Jessica in front of Thufir. That worked. Now we're waiting on Sadokar, and it looks like Yui has just played his card. We now right. have the Duke paralyzed on the floor. With a gas tooth, and the house generators are down. Other thing, other thing. Mm -hmm. So, I I was thinking about this a little bit more during this episode. I think Piter is mastermind enough to think, like, or uh, believe that Yui will take this course of action. Okay. But he wouldn't let it happen. And I, I did say that, like, yeah, he'd be fine with that, but thinking about it, what he really wants at the end of the day... Yeah, that was past Mike. That guy's crazy. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that guy's crazy. He's drunk. Uh, <laughs> no, <what> he was <laughs> quite sober. <laughs> what he wants at the end of the day is Lady Jessica on a platter. And if he thinks, of, like, how is he going to get the Duke to do this? The only thing he'd promise is the f- safety of his family. You like, would, Piter you would... wouldn't let that fly. Yeah. Like, I need that person in particular. Mm-hmm. Ooh. And uh, so do you think Piter... I think there might be a contingent here. I don't think the Duke's going to be able to kill... But, like, specifically counting for the poison and tooth? Like, is Piter going to catch that? I don't think... I don't know if he'll think it's the tooth, but I think he will suspect foul play. Okay. And uh, I think Piter's going to be in the know on that. I don't know if the Duke's going to be able to go through... I think the Duke will attempt this. Oh, I didn't even I I didn't even consider. The Duke still... He never said yes. He never said yes. He, ju- Yui Yui just told still, him, yeah. and then went on with the operation. I, d- I do like that uh, Yui took the signet ring, sort of already in agreement. Like, this is for Paul. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Interesting there. Okay, what do you I mean? guess we're gonna find out tomorrow, aren't we? Tomorrow, <laughs> when what? everyone wakes up. Oh, oh <laughs> <laughs> I thought you for you and me. I was like, <laughs> Mike got plans for tomorrow. <laughs> I didn't think we were recording tomorrow. No, 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 no. <laughs> you can do the chapter though for sure. Um, um, I think this is an interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's four in the morning, really two hours. <laughs> like, <laughs> Whenever people wake up, I guess. I guess. Uh, but so you, you have a point, though, I want to touch on. He took the ring. Yeah. The Baron wants Paul. What does that mean to you? Paul being captured as part of the plan, equal to Jessica being captured for a piter.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh,
0: man. So what does we have planned with the ring if he's going to give it to Paul? I think, well, when he gets them out of there, whenever he sets up whatever is going to be, he's going to give that ring to Paul. And have, like, uh... So so you think he's got even a bigger plan going? Yeah, well, the point that, like, hey, your dad isn't making it, but this is... You're you the duke now. (laughs) (laughs) Never mind whose blood this is on my hand. (laughs) What's Mapes' blood on his knee? Mapes, Tuic, Leto's, like... He just pulled a tooth out of his mouth. Oh, my gosh. Hey, uh, quick side. Good for the duke. He finally got some sleep. Oh that's a good old (laughs) shut-eye for the duke. (laughs) Whoa. Good for, yeah. (laughs) Good for that guy. Hey, you know what? Uh, Yui's not the worst doctor in the world. (laughs) (laughs) Not the worst doctor, worst person, maybe. Oh, yeah, he's in the running for worst person. I think it's piter than him. He seems so much more innocent earlier in the chapters, but, like, this is a very manic Yui. Well, so is he really any less innocent? I feel like he still does a good job explaining, like, his moral rationale. That I don't feel like he's any more guilty with this action. Because now we at least reveal that, like, he did, he told us before he loved the Duke, but now he's, like, kind of showing that by being like, look, I'm taking these actions so you can do something, so Paul right. can have something, uh, and It's so, like, unfortunately, the only one here that loses is you. Yeah, you, kind of like you and, and the me. Baron. No, and him. Like, he knows he's done. Yeah. He's sort of just like, we're in the same boat. You just didn't realize you were here with me. Right, right, right. Uh, you know, you didn't know you were dead yet. I do love the how much he hated that old blood feud that forced him into the situation, and mm-hmm. now he's eliminating sort of uh, both ends of it in a way. Well, oh, yeah. yeah. I guess yeah. he's not getting rid of Paul and well, the air would be Fade Ratha. So I guess it yeah. could potentially yeah, yeah. still go on, but like I do... I, I like the sentiment you were, but I yeah. think you did kind of, yeah, he's sort of not undoing that at all. If anything, he's just making it worse, isn't yeah. he? He's just sort of stirring the pot. Right. Um, it doesn't end until one house is destroyed or both houses are destroyed. Now... We know the Duke Leto. Yeah. We know he does not like anyone holding the club above his head. Nope. <sighs> he will go out of his way to make sure that no one does. Um, what do you what do you think his thoughts are on this, are? His thoughts at like what? This moment with the tooth or how he feels about the plan? Well, because his first thing is like refuse. Like refuse. what if I refuse? Yeah. Uh, I, or it may not even be what if I. It was probably just I refuse. <laughs> like no. Yeah, yeah. I think it was very a very flat. Uh, that is a choice word. Yeah. It wasn't a no. It was refuse. Yeah. Do you think that uh, he's gonna let you hold the club? I I don't know. Well, I know. I mean, you know. I, I, know okay. and I don't know. I really? guess maybe really? that's okay. a bad hold question. A <laughs> Mike, do you think he's gonna let him <laughs> hold the club? <laughs> uh, I think he. Uh, it's so hard because he puts on an air bravura. I think he's going to have a very solemn and quiet day to himself this next day, depending on what happens. I mean, it's, no, actually, no, it's not going to be a quiet day. The shield generator's off. This is happening now. Who's having a quiet day? L- Lito? <laughs> there, there are no quiet... Mike, uh, oh, welcome to the Eric crisis. Well, I think he would give this a lot of thought. So, the, yeah, I, I, I realized as I was saying it, the shield generator's off, meaning that whatever invasion or things that are going on, it's happening right now, probably. Mm-hmm. So... Oh man, do you think that uh, Doctor Yui is taking uh, the Duke to the Baron now? Hmm. We'll see again. Do you think the Baron? You, yeah. I you, okay. you <laughs> just need to speak on this. So, like, we are at the uh, uh, at the crux point. Mike, we got four chapters left. Like, you're gonna have a lot of answers uh, coming really quick to okay. you. So I, yeah. so I think that uh, okay. Yeah, on further thought. I've just been changing all of my opinions as I go. Yeah, it's from the beginning of the chapter to now. I guess like, yeah, this chapter, I think that just the mape shot. Oh, I mean from the beginning of our discussion to now. Yeah. The mape shot got to me, but yeah, no, I think I'm realizing now, shields are off. Yeah. He's killed at least three people. Guard, mapes, and we can see two of them and like Mapes the us, of the Third. (laughs) Um, yeah, I think that he is going. He did this tooth real quick. That's what he's saying. Remember the tooth. Yeah. Probably because Duke's gonna be groggy. Oh wait, wait. Oh, I think that's the third uh, thing I didn't throw into our Mape's discussion of like. So oh. Yui's down here, doing the generators. Right. Did he just happen to cross paths with Mape's and Tuik? Oh, I bet you're right. Because I think. Uh, oh, well, okay. So I know he is supposed to shut down the generators as part of his plan with the Baron. This is a this is a set step for him. He has to do this action. So I think he snuck down there on purpose to not run into anyone. The guard, I'm guessing, was guarding the shield generators because mm-hmm. definitely you're going to have someone constantly on that room. That's not one you leave open. So how did Mapes and Tuik get there? No, he would have had to know that he was prepared. He had the the trank gun. He would have had to know that the Duke was going to pass by and come down that hallway. He only came down because of the mewling sound. I know, so he and would have had to set some sort of bait. Yui wouldn't have known what time the Duke was going to return. Ah, oh, that's so... The Duke is coming back from the command pose after dealing with these military. So you think that Yui just always has a gun in his pocket? The dark gun? Yeah. Uh, it's quite possible. I mean, I guess I made it sound like he does for sure. Well, uh, <laughs> no, even setting our running joke of you, a big game hunter aside, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's the running truth of you, the big game hunter side. Uh, no, I think kind of like uh, Hawa or any of the Atreides, maybe there's going to be a certain level of protection you're always there for. One, he's, we, and being the traitor, maybe this plan was kind of ready think on the fly. there's no way it could be coincidence. Is of my point. what, Tuik and Mapes down there? No, of, th- I mean, the, the Tuik and Mapes aside, of Duke Leto coming the same time. Oh, oh, of And coming alone. Because if the generator is down, it's just like, oh, what's going on? He would have himself and some guards go check it out, probably. Hmm. So, like, he he needed Leto alone. I think he did use Mapes as some sort of bait. He had to have known that the Duke was going to come by at some time. Okay. Because, like, otherwise, this chapter is just, like, there's so many loose ends. I want to come back to this in two chapters. Okay. And uh, we're going to have more information in so we're on 18 now yeah chapter 20 i think it's going to be worth us touching back on this whole incident okay uh we'll have some more things to play with so let me put a pole pin in that kind of episode then uh and with that you got some little deep dives for us all right we can go down a, a little little shadow mate's hole yeah find out some more about shadow mates <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh. And you would think Yeah sorry It's too soon Derek too soon? Do, you, do you want to take a second <laughs> no, <laughs> no, we, can, we can double back no. Is there anything else In that chapter Mike Oh continue uh, Yeah sorry So Irulan uh, She wrote that Paul Spoke of Mapes As a shining example Of Fremen womanhood Oh interesting That is the uh, How Mapes is going to Kind of be idolized Later on in life We uh, never know Any other name for her She's like Cher she just is mapes, because Shadow is a title. <laughs> right, that's right. like your job. Right. So she's just mapes, and uh she's been involved with the rebel activities among the Fremen, uh for her whole life, essentially. Do uh, do the Fremen have full like surnames and everything? Because uh, Doctor Kynes no. is an exception because he is also part of the Imperium. Sure, and his father. We are, when we meet the Fremen, we're going to learn that they have a couple of names. Oh. So they have, like, a Sietch name. is sort of like a name only people in your Sietch know. So oh. you don't even tell other Fremen that name. Oh. And then you have a Fremen name that, like, all Fremen can know you by. Okay. Uh, so that will ultimately lead you having, like, kind of two names that you are called. So, like, uh, Paul, I've told you before what his are. So, like, his. So his is Muadib is his Fremen name. Correct. And Usul is his. Sietch name. Sietch name. Yeah, perfect. So, like, you'd be Usul Muadib. So, like, we end up calling him Paul Ussal Muad'Dib Betraides. So, Jeez. like, his full thing. What a space name. Oh, there's even <laughs> some more in there. Because I remember he, he's the duke. Yeah. Uh, when he's the duke, he's Paulos the 19th. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then And he's also Ussal Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, and we can keep adding some more uh, with kwis I think that becomes his. Uh, oh, man. He's got a good CV. Um, <laughs> uh, but Mapes has another thing going for her. Because she's a yeah. shadow, So, that's well-dipper. Right. It's more than just getting water from a well. Okay, Ooh, a lot more money. Okay, tell me. I will. So she has <laughs> deep knowledge of the relig- uh, Fremen religious rites and traditions. it's kind of a. It's sort of like a whole hierarchy that she was a part of, and she would have been moved up that hierarchy to. Um, they have a thing called a Sayadina, okay, sort of like their priestess, uh, so to speak. Okay, and uh, but mates was so good at like um, judge. Uh, what is it? questioning and evaluation that it made her invaluable as a spy. So they were like, sorry it's like, we know you love the church, but yeah, kind yeah. of James Bond this up. <laughs> exactly. So like she knows like every incantation, every hymn, you know, every ritual, uh, every funeral rite. Uh and specifically the wa- the well dipper, they bag up um this certain kind of liquid mic. And uh oh, it's the liquid exhalation of a dying maker a worm worm a juice worm, worm juice exhalation, so dying breath of a worm no it's like, it's, like a, it's a juice it's like a spice juice what's wait exhalation like oh they killed a worm oh uh yeah i, I, uh, I guess i thought that meant like a, a breath like exhal- <laughs> no, yeah yeah exhale. i guess i just realized what you were kind of getting. Yeah. uh no I, I mean i think it's more of like a squeezing uh, but <laughs> they, they bring the worm out <laughs> yeah so the, but they use the worms that. in their religious traditions and that is what she bags up that is what she is the How do they, Wait, of a dying worm? Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh, this is meant to be a little teaser for you, Mike. This just makes me want to do worm theory now. More worm theory, but you can't. Ugh. I won't let you. Uh but I just want you to know, like, uh, so that is something that she that's what it is. It's even more significant than just water in like the well dipper. Like that is uh what they call the water of life. Among the Fremen. Oh. Oh, wait. Whoa, whoa. Oh, Derek. Why uh, would you? No? <laughs> because we have to for Mapes because I didn't want this to get passed up. on Right. This. And uh, when the, are we going to go st- back to Mapes, I guess? Yeah, yeah. she. This is it. This is where we're saying our farewell to her. So I want you to, ha- you know, respect her in the depths of her. Um, And that's why. So she, the, uh, you shouldn't, the, uh, where would I want to say this? It's like Sayadina, this religious title that she would have uh, been aspiring to. Right. It is held. Uh. Almost equal to like your naive in the CH. Oh, wow. Like uh, just well-respected. Like they don't command the people like, uh, but like. That's someone you look up to though. they Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you, I think you would even like, you would take the advice of the Sayadina. Right. Like the naib is going to listen to the Sayadina. The Sayadina is going to like, you know, keep all of our like histories and stuff like that. And it uh, really bind our culture together. So it is an incredibly important title. But that is something that makes like sidestep to be like, this is something that I can do better for for the tribe
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh we could almost call it uh like ishtala. this is like done a necessity like she's not going to take this holy track she's going to keep fighting for the fremen uh and jessica passed mapes tests this is going to be directly from uh the encyclopedia here okay jessica passed mate tests so well that the shadow offered her the waters of her own body to blood the gifted blade fortunately her sacrifice was postponed until she had relayed her certainty That Jessica was the one who brought the Lisan al-Gaib. So that's the note that I told you she got out. Right. Got that message out. And uh, it specifically says that uh, when the Fremen got this message, uh, they weighed it with really heavy uh, importance and consideration. Right, right. So. Because I I assume this didn't go to the Naib. It went to the... uh... Oh, what were they Uh no, this? no. I, I think this did go to the Naib. Oh. Uh the Naib of her Siege. It's Stilgar. Stilgar! Yeah. yeah. So uh Does Stilgar have a is that his Fremen name or a Sietch name? That ooh. Ooh, that's a good one. I don't I think it's his Fremen name because everyone calls him Stilgar. Okay. Um I wonder what his Sietch name is. Me then. too. I don't think I ever know. Huh. Uh there are a number of people where I'm like I just, you're just told that's their name and uh yeah. No, that's know, just like, sad. Why would <laughs> Yeah know. Hey.
1: All right. All you right. What?
0: They're closed society, Mike. We're not always welcoming outsiders. We're, we're lucky for the glimpse we do get. That's fine. Um, and then the Well Dipper is also usually the daughter of a CH chief. Oh. So it's very likely that. Do you think that uh, Mapes was the daughter of the previous chief before Stilgar? I was, was going to say, not Stilgar. Yeah. yeah. Probably like maybe one uh, a few lines back. Mapes is pretty old. So she's had ah. a husband and children who have right. she's outlived all of them. Uh, They have all passed at this point. Whether Uh. from the Harkonnens or otherwise, we're not sure, but it's just kind of, I think, confirming what Jessica says in terms of, like, backfilling kind of deal. So we know that, uh, yeah, Mace has had a crazy life. And uh, one of the other things it says is, nothing detailed is known about this shadowy legend prior to her appointment in the Ducal household. What? Yeah. But see that's how good she is that, Yeah I think it's yeah. a, a little cheesy way to be like Espionage and Mapes cheesy. journal is just black Redacted Yeah, yeah redacted <laughs> the whole way through For like a, her biography uh, But so that's, like That's kind of cool In that yeah I don't have too much to tell you about um, Mapes other than that uh, But she was just uh, She did uh, exhibit sort of a sensitivity um, For uh, The religious side of it But they you know Marked her for espionage because she's so good she can mm-hmm. check people evaluate them and that is also why i think they had her give jessica that test um and why i think uh she would have been in the house before uh within the last family too like with the uh, Margots possibly or the Fenrings rings rather keeping an eye on everybody reporting back to the fremen so that also should color for you the complexity of the fremen we've touched on the factories and stuff they mm-hmm. have them these CHs. Duncan, Idaho has let us know. Ten thousand right. people are in the Cietch. Two thousand five hundred hearths in it or something like that. Right. Uh, and now we know Mate is running an espionage like program out of one C. This is just CH to bar we're hearing about. Oh my gosh. How many C are out there again? A great many. Oh. I don't think I have a count for you. Hmm. Um I don't even think Duncan gave us a good count. Right. Of how many Duncan Probably around. doesn't know Mm-mm. But probably in like Every good rock outcropping In the desert You can mm. find one Anywhere there's a good hole Good cave We carve out a sea etch. That's really cool mm-hmm. um, Do you have any questions On Shout uh, out I might not be able To answer them Or rather mapes uh, Or last thoughts We're saying goodbye To mates here I know Yeah I just, uh... Oh man I don't even know that's all right. If it comes to you, you can always pay a little yeah. homage down the line. Yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, the idea that she got a little word out to the Fremen. They know what's up. We don't know which Fremen. We don't know who. But then, that So time- do you think that uh, Mapes' work here is going to do sort of set the stage for uh, Paul and Jessica? It's going to help. Work? Yep. Because um, you don't have just have like, a oh, like. Uh, Yui tried his best to get them out to, like, someone that can actually help. Oh, yeah, actually, let's go into that right now, yeah. even. So, uh, yeah, what the hell does Yui have to get people into the Fremen? Yeah, uh, nothing, that's the thing. Nothing. He does not know them. It's an empty promise that he's pretty much making. Sort of. Sort of. He, uh, chapter 20, I told totally, you, we're gonna learn a few more facts. So, he did take some steps. Yui's got a pretty good plan going. Um, but... Yeah, what right does he have to be like, oh, the Fremen will take you in. Don't worry about it. I just love Yui's CV there. It's like, yeah, I've met a Fremen. Just sort of like, <laughs> sort of like, <laughs> like <a> <laughs> kicks Mapes around the corner. He can't see <laughs> under the rug. I know, so a Fremen. <laughs> but damn, I mean, Yui killed a Fremen. Yeah. That's something. But again, no one, no one suspects a soup doctor. No one suspects a soup doctor. I think it's got to be the only way he was able to right. flip that blade in. Uh, otherwise, I can't imagine Mapes wouldn't have killed him outright. How would he have gotten like that sneak attack there? Because it seemed, and she stabbed him in the back, so Mapes probably didn't see it coming, right? How do you think the Doctor Yui got that surprise there? I, I think of all people, the one you would turn your back to is gonna be Yui. It sounds like you know. I mean, I guess you only have to give him one moment of like a chance, and then yeah, he stabs you in the back, and it's sort of just like. Oh. Yeah, but I feel like Mapes wouldn't just trust Dr. Yui. She, and the Imperial well, Conditioning probably means nothing to her. Uh no, I th- I think she would know about Imperial Conditioning. Oh, really? Well, the Imperium is the reigning force in the universe. So okay. like that I I can see her knowing. And she's she's her job is to learn about these people coming here. Okay. That are the enemy of the Fremen. Uh and then also um that scene with uh, Idaho out front. She glanced at Yui. Glanced at Jessica, right. Jessica nodded and gave her like the okay. Right. So I think maybe that also has some value to her that would uh, change her perception and make Ugh. her trust him. And, uh, you know, he's always the person that no one, you know, we always tell, oh, is Paul going to be? Give him to Yui. Uh, you know, let's put them in the right. same room together. So that that's why I think he could get away with it. Just he's so unexpected uh, and that he just needs to do it. You know, he only has to tra- betray them all one night mm-hmm. and then it's all over. Um, but that they would each give him the opportunity to be a shame. Uh, beyond that, though, Mike, I have one other little dive for you. Okay. Because I knew I didn't have much on Mapes. I could pretty much just tell you she's an espionage chief, uh, which is great, and I hope that colors in for you, and you do enjoy that. Because she's been a great fun. The other thing I dug up is when Yui shoots the Duke, it's a dart gun. Okay. We have a few options for a dart gun in the universe. Oh, I had a I had a theory on this actually, you, too, of like what it was of what it was because again think? I've been uh, combing over the glossary for some words. Oh yeah, it's yeah. getting harder and harder. <laughs> so I'm glad we're stopping at uh, at book one. I like how that's your second home in this book. Yeah, <laughs> and then I go back to the glossary. Um, yeah. So there there is another like type of uh, dart pistol mm-hmm. in the glossary. It's called a mala gun. A mala yeah, mala pistol. Yeah, mala pistol. And uh, the other one is like a stunner. Which, yeah, was that also, we talked about. This. That was the yeah. other word for it. Um, so pellet but, stunner, that's what it was. Okay, I think in the glossary it's just stunner, uh, if you look in the list on there. Mm-hmm. And uh, both of them, it's able to shoot a pellet and a dart, the stunner. The Mala pistol also shoots a dart. Um, I only had an article on a Mala pistol. Mm-hmm. So I would like us to imagine that you did have a Mala pistol, and that that's what it was. For the sake of this article, sure. Uh, okay. Oh, okay. And then, uh, oddly enough, this isn't why I chose this as well, but it does come exactly after the Mapes article. They're back to back. Oh, M A P E S M A U. Um, but so the Mala pistol, I got a. It had a cool little backstory on it of uh, how it came to be, and it ties into a little bit into the Butlerian Jihad is one of the effects for it, uh, which is our great like shaper of this universe. So. This pistol, uh, it's a spring-loaded pistol because again we have no like technology. So right, these are all like simple machines. This is a nerf gun, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, it's a nerf gun that's accurate at forty meters. <laughs> oh, so uh, lot- you? There are nerf guns that are pretty accurate at forty meters, actually. One hundred thirty feet. Yeah, I'll give you. Okay, I'll give you forty feet. That seems like crazy. Uh, these are these are people that like do extreme mods and like put in industrial springs and <laughs> yeah. But like I, I've seen, uh, I've seen people like with their. <laughs> I've seen do a seven-year-old go down. Trust me, it's possible. <laughs> I think you. Can, I think that uh, some people will, like ban certain Nerf guns from like Nerf. Uh, I don't even know what they're called. I guess like uh, Nerf games. Sure, but uh, like <laughs> things are just so powerful. It's like that's kind of a real weapon. So like don't <laughs> bring that. <laughs> that hurts. Yeah. Oh God, uh, I can believe it. I guess so. We're gonna be able to shoot a dart that far, and uh, they give you the size of the gun too from the. Uh, back of the grip to the end of the muzzle so to sort of like the top running of it. it's like okay. six inches so you can right. have like a little handgun sure uh and then it weighs about five ounces so weight weight. So oh that's very light yeah less probably so made out of like a plastic or something maybe a plasteel yeah no plasteel is metal though oh there's metal with the fibers into it it's still I mean, metal just saying how much does it weigh five ounces five ounces how much does five ounces of steel how much, weigh to you how much does five ounces of plasteel <laughs> Take coffee, I don't think man. it's you not volume, plasteel. right? It's not plastic. Uh, probably not. Uh, nonetheless, uh, it also makes very little noise when it's shot. So it's uh, very, a thing. Yeah, I yeah. imagine it's because it's probably subsonic. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so well, no, like, it would just be the sound of the spring. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Like it's not breaking the sound barrier like a bullet. Oh, moment. yeah. So, yeah, yeah, it's just like ooh, going through the air uh, and just that little click of whatever it makes. And a skilled shot could penetrate a shield. And I think on the stunner, we kind of talked about that, where for me, you can adjust the speed of it yeah yeah you could find fine tune adjust it yeah and uh i'd like to think too though the whatever assassin would be using it would use like their physical movement of like either step forward or step backwards to add to that momentum of the gun and that's just to get you through that shield right which i love uh and then boop imagine how scary them if you had a shield on so then yeah a mala a pistol is a little bit more analog uh, basis or uh, based than a stunner would be what what was there a difference in the stunner? Because the stunner you can adjust uh Oh oh, it seemed like there was like some way. There's to like some way you can adjust it. I gotcha. Yeah, yeah. It seems like this you just set back and yeah. that uh it takes someone skilled in it to yeah, to penetrate a shield. Interesting. I like that. Uh so this gun, this goes back way far. Okay. Now, what we would call a mala pistol, uh, was invented by a Jen Matherin. And this is in about uh I'm just gonna round the year off here and call it about like thirty five uh, 100 AG So after Guild Okay So This is like um, ooh, That's You know A little over Under 7,000 years ago Right Super far back And it's created On the planet Bezel 2 Bezel the second Bezel <laughs> Bezel the second yeah. Probably Bezel 2 Probably Bezel 2 <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're, gonna, we're just gonna mention That planet a few times So it's uh, worth Like remembering that one Bezel 2 uh, But the technology That's involved In this pistol mic Goes all the way back To the butlerian jihad Oh. So that is our like defining moment back in the day that basically is our transition from before guild after guild almost. Oh my god. And uh so what happened is that uh in 192 before guild, this is when the jihad's going like batshit crazy, and they're like, Hey, let's go destroy anybody with machines on their planet. So the fleet is rolling around space, going from world to world, and they are just on their little jihad, and they arrive at uh, Bessel 2. And they're like, ooh, oh that's a that's an industrial planet down there. We we can't be having that. So they all drop down and just level every industrial building on the planet. Oh my god. It's all destroyed. Every factory, all the infrastructure. Uh then there's a the second wave that goes through. Oh no. <laughs> because Mike, we're not done yet. So we might as well destroy all the civilian buildings too. We already knocked out all the industrial <laughs> ones. Mike, they like robots, all right? You can't <laughs> <God>. like robots. <laughs> So, 80% of the population's killed. (laughs) Oh. This planet is just wiped clean. The survivors now band together. Because the Jihad leaves after they do their thing. They're like, hey, machine's gone. (laughs) (laughs) Job well done, guys. Back to the ship. (laughs) And they go off and they go again. All the survivors band together. However, that must have been an excruciating time uh, and a whole story in and of itself. Once they get together, though, They have to uh, come to a kind of a consolidated opinion, Mike. What do you do to prevent the jihad from coming back? Because they're known to do that. They come in and check in on you and be like, hey, you guys still not dealing with machines? So uh, this group of uh, survivors come to the conclusion of like, you know what? We need to just beat them at their own game. And so they decide that they're going to like confront these fanatics at their own speciality. And by that, Mike, they dumb down. They're like, fine. You don't want us to have complex machines? We will have the simplest machines. By the time uh, it's like 15 years go by and mm-hmm. uh, a scout comes back from the jihad. Because, again, they check out these worlds. They make sure what they did like, sticks. Yeah. And what they find is that there's no technology. Actually, I want you to guess. There's no technology greater than a, a pistol. Okay. A that's mala a good pistol, one. I guess. Not a mala pistol. No. A windmill. That, a is the, that is the most complex machine on this planet at this time. Really? Because this is the reset. So it's going to be 3,000 years before we get like a Mala pistol. So you wipe the slate clean. They go duly noted. We will keep it that way. Only that is running. So um, the Jihad sends back glowing reports. I'm just like, man, bezel two knows what's up. These guys are great. <laughs> <laughs> like they uh, they refer to their newfound orthodoxy. is what <laughs> it's. What? Re- yeah. These are anti-technological people, Mike, and uh, they are on board. So we start seeing now these pistols. Uh, they do get developed as the years go by. Right, we just start developing spring pistols. Of right. like, if we're going to kill someone, I guess this is the only way to do it. And uh, that technology starts showing up. The first one it was uh, a lot heavier. It's a heavier variety, and uh, they mainly used it to hunt Kalbach. 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 Okay. So this is a. Uh, an animal I think they only made up for this. Because <laughs> it is a uh, the animal most nearly resembling a marsupial deer, which provided the Bazillions with the bulk of their meat supply. <laughs> a marsupial deer. No, no, no. Most similarly, <laughs> what is it? Most nearly resembling a marsupial deer. Uh, so like, I don't know either. what that means. That's kind of awesome. I like that is that. like some good ambiguity <laughs> thrown on top of vagality. <laughs> Uh now they uh these guns they started mass producing them. To call it a factory would be a very charitable term, though. Okay. It's basically like a cottage industry. This is a string of like at your home, DIY, but like a lot of people doing it on okay. the same plan okay. kind of deal. Um now the uh the Balerian jihad uh it left an impression on these people. Right. They don't shake it off for a while, Mike. They don't shake it off for like 6,000 years they they are like hardcore like we don't we don't like technology that's okay we had a bad experience with it and uh it isn't until the year like 6,700 and i'm rounding off again on the number but that is when they finally uh lift the restrictions on technological imports oh my gosh Uh uh-huh it was uh another full millennium before Bezel 2 was on par with its neighboring world as far as manufacturing practices and materials were concerned. They were just so traumatized by the jihad. And ha- I mean, 80% of your population was dead. Yeah, it's that. yeah, insane. Yeah, the there's going to be some myths and some stories that uh, are ingrained into your society. And uh, it isn't until about the year 8,000. So we're only 2,000 years from the 3,000 from the present now. Mm -hmm. Then the first what we're going to call a modern Mala pistol enters uh, the interplanetary markets. So they've been in production for about 1,000 years now because, we, you know, like 68, I think, was uh, when we started cranking these uh, guys together. Or no, uh, 63 was when they were invented. Uh, But 67 is when they're finally put out on the market. And it's one of the only exports from Bazel that other people want. Do you know why? Why? Because all their other shit was so simple, it was useless. (laughs) 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 <laughs> they didn't use technology. That's hilarious. The, the rest of the Imperium had moved on from the Jihad and, like, kind of, you know, like, Ix. Ix is pumping stuff out right now. The Tlaxlu are doing their genetics. Right. They're breaking the rules left and right on their planets, <laughs> feeding the Imperium. The Bazellians are just like, nah, we're, we're keeping it old school here. And <laughs> It takes them so long. That just, their stuff is shit. Oh, It's all, like, clockwork. Uh... And these guns, they remain popular until the year 10769. 10769. So that's 600 years in the future from where we are. Okay. And uh, the pistols, they are actually, uh, they're eventually including in one of the earliest weapon bands. And this is issued as part of the, as uh, a redaction in here. And it says blank piece. I don't know whose piece it is. <laughs> Weird, Mike. <laughs> what? It's almost like I can't tell you. Wait, <gasps> uh, is that redaction in the book or did you, is it your personal redaction? I redacted that. Wait, for, what? I redacted that for you. <laughs> Whose piece? Somebody, I don't know. It's it a black box. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so the pistols eventually get outlawed in that year. So about 600 years from now, weapons start being outlawed. In the future from where we are currently? Yeah, yeah. In the Firefly. It's like what? 600 years from now. So God Emperor. Where I told you all the rules get turned up on their head and the whole world has changed. So it's, it's probably the God Emperor that's banning them. Yeah, it's most certainly. Okay. Yep. And the world starts to change. But yeah, so that's our Mala Pist- That's what uh, Yui's packing in that hallway. And Mala Pistol, a Mala itself in here means slave. I, yeah, I wasn't even going to. Show- so that is, uh, yeah. The where does, the where does that come word. in? It does not factor anywhere in this backstory. They don't tie it in. They don't tell me why it's do, called. What? So there's no origin for why it's called a Mala Pistol? Not that they gave me, which is very weird. Because yeah, yeah, you are right. In the glossary, there's two separate entries Mala. And mala pistol. Right. Uh yeah. I don't know why. I used I want to say on slaves. That sounds terrible to say. Um I don't I don't even I have no idea. Or perhaps it's like a popular weapon for like slave revolts since it's so simple. Oh yeah. Maybe that's where like it kinda of got popular in that respect. Interesting. Those are the two angles I think I could come at it from. I don't know. It's just weird that uh the encyclopedia has that information and would not use any of that in their explanation. We of it? Then just like gloss over. It, yeah, yeah, it's like, I don't know. That just, this feels weird. It, that's half. Of it feels the like glossary. they only read one word. <laughs> <in the glossary. laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah. For, for the Encyclopedia <laughs> authors. <laughs> and then they're just like, I don't oh. know why they call it a Mala either. No one told me. That's ridiculous. But that is, uh, that's all I got for the Mala pistol. It's just a crazy chapter. It was it was a a bit of a threshold chapter. Your uh, world was changed. Yeah, no, totally. Yeah, that was, Oh my god, Mapes. I know. I'm Not. So I sorry. don't feel so much for Tuuk. We didn't really get to know him. If we had had a chapter or two, I probably would have <laughs> loved the guy. Yeah. We me Mapes. We had so much Mapes and Muerte fun. Like, yeah, oh, they just they were great. Well, Murte I mean, he's dead, but he's not out. I told so you, Mapes. He's, Mapes he's got, got one one more. a more. chance. <laughs> <laughs> um. How would you rate the ending sentence of this chapter? <gasps> End, I forgot. I, oh, I can tell you what it is. No, no, no. I forgot to rate it. Um, oh. But I hate the tooth. Only, I think, because of the David Lynch movie. Wait, the tooth? That's how it ends. No, it doesn't. Oh, how has it end, Mike? Is there a different line? Yeah. Remember the glossary oh, game! game! <laughs> Here he is. The glossary game! <laughs> oh, I hate you. <laughs> you know. We <look> can see <laughs> I what's it about David Lynch. <laughs>
1: I realized Sincy as as had no
0: interest in how much I hated the tooth. I was like, well, fine. No, so what is that? Why do you hate the tooth in the David Lynch? In like the David Lynch movie, it's like uh I think it's like Yui like saying the tooth! The tooth! <laughs> and it's just like that lingering. I can't help but hear that guy say it. But if I can go back to my grading system. I'm gonna give you we're gonna go B. Have we landed on a B yet? That was a good one. Yeah. But I caught on to it. You it was a show. I mean, like you're always gonna catch on to it, like, right at the the moment of revelation. No, the opening of the letters, Mike. That was great. The back of the computer one. Oh, yeah. you got me with that one. That was an adventure <laughs> of uh That was your A. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the glossary all right, all right, game. The glossary. Glad game. to be here uh you're gonna i hope you got a refresher yeah i do so we, yeah we had two words last week I had code of we silence. had two words last week that's crazy breaking format cone of silence do you remember what that was <laughs> you very much remember <laughs> the cone of silence that is gonna show up later in the book yeah and is a cone that makes your words silent to yeah. people outside of it and it's uh, one of the few things that can actually uh inhibit the voice because it distorts the sound yeah that's cool did it say the other things that could um no it did not okay Because this was about the cone itself, not about the voice. We're going to encounter one soon. Oh, yeah. That's kind of exciting. I hope so. Um, And you got that one correct. Yes, I did. Um, Oh, and the reason why it does it is because it flips the uh, uh, audio image 180 degrees. So it makes like like a deconstructive sound wave. Yeah, exactly. So destructive waves, they just cancel each other out. So that one crushed it. Good job, Derek. Pat on the back. (laughs) What it's, about the second you, you really needed to because you were four points behind, Derek. Oh, God. man. Looks like you're still two points behind. That's crazy. <laughs> oh, I didn't even say still four. Okay. <laughs> I can do two. Two's Raise like, you up and two, knock you down. Two is like one good game away from a tie. That's true. That's I true. like that. I like that. It could be this week. Uh, the <laughs> other one was uh, Razia. Razia. Oh, and, yeah. That was the yeah. raid on uh, other planets. and we had. yeah, it's I, a semi-periodical guerrilla raid. Mm-hmm. And we, we did a little bit of uh, a history on it. I was actually incorrect on a couple of things. And I want, to, you said you uh, did some more research. I mean, research is a very generous <laughs> term. I did look it up. <laughs> <laughs> Like research to me is like I cross-referenced, I found two (laughs) sources that could confirm it, you know, did my did my homework. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I did a little bit of work. And uh (laughs) I just found another one that I think sounded like true to what we are playing with, especially with this Islamic influence. Yeah. And that it was um referring to battles that the Prophet Muhammad took part in, or battles that were used to like um against non-Muslims. Or to convert non-Muslims to, or should I say, Islam to Islam? In that point, that confuses me sometimes. This exchange of words, right, right, right. Um, But like converting others to their religion, and we using those two respects, right. But yeah, so worth. We we do miss the mark sometimes, but I'm glad when we can refresh and let you guys know this is closer to the truth. We hope. (laughs) Yeah, hopefully. But Razia, it was interesting that that word uh, that it was used. And picked up in the French with such a cool twist to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, like, the Europeans took it on this whole different angle. And that it has this, like, foundation in Islam. Right. Very cool. Uh, and such a funny word. Yeah, yeah, Razia. yeah. It doesn't seem like, I I don't think I, if you put that in a vacuum, I cannot tell you what language that is rooted in. Right. Uh, it's so atypical. And, yeah, and guessing how it was uh, originally spelled, too, would just be a wild ride in its own right. Yeah, yeah. That was, uh that, the, so I saw is, um it was calling it a doublet which is, like, uh, two words that, like, evolve from the same root. Have the same, like, origin? Yeah, in, okay. like, a, either the same language or a different language. And uh, so Razia's one was Gaza, like GH. Yeah, well, oh, I think it's still pronounced the same way, though. Because I I was looking at the pronunciation. But Mike, we're though. so good with pronunciation. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, no. Is that possible. No, i it I'm is so pro- sorry. I think it is pronounced the same way though. Oh, that's cool. It's just spelled completely differently. Mm-hmm. And like, definitely out of my phonetic and, range. Yeah, though. the Razia what we see here, the R A Z Z. That's mm-hmm. definitely just like phonetically on our part. Okay, and that makes sense for a lot of, for the French um Like when I was reading Lawrence of Arabia's book Seven Pillars of Wisdom. Yeah. He comments on how when he was writing reports and like the British intelligence service in general. Mm-hmm. They had a terrible time translating Arabic because there wasn't one static translation. It was all phonetic. Oh. So you ended up with a lot of words. Um, so like um, in Sabers of Paradise, it's Iman Shamal is the guy that's the same character. And I've seen his name spelt like three different times.
1: One oh. of them is like
0: S-H-A-M-Y-A-L, shimyal kind of. And then another one is just S-H-A-M-A-L. And a few things like that. But it's all referring to the same person. Same person. So I I wonder if Razi is the same way and that they just taking that phonetic spelling and like whoever's translating, just being like, this is my best guess and like putting it in. Hmm. Uh, So that's cool that you just brought that up. Right. This is like in the moment we're putting this together. We have our own side mystery to solve. Woo. But. This week. This week. I assume you brought two new ones. I got two new ones. All right. I'm excited. You might get one of them. I think uh, <laughs> I might not get the other <laughs> You end. might not get the other I, I love how you always leave that. <laughs> you might win. You might lose, Derek. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Who's even keeping track? Not me. I, I am. <laughs> so, uh, first one. You ready for this? I am born ready, Mike. <laughs> Death tripod.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Death tripod? Yeah, death tripod. It's in the glossary. No shit. Yeah. Death tripod? (laughs) Okay. So, I got a hint for you. I hope so. It's got uh, the name of which it was originally used for, and by usage today. Okay. A death tripod. Death tripod. So, it's something that's probably evolved over centuries. So, I mean, immediately, like, I go to, like, some messed up form of like a gallows mm-hmm. form like I guess like a teepee like three sticks tethered together oh you know, yeah yeah sort of like how you would hang a pot over a fire in <laughs> old school that the person's the pot? yep oh but it seems so inefficient it's <laughs> not the way to go <laughs> oh my god wait give me your hint one more time uh, so it's so it's, it's got just got like name? a lot it has an original usage and then a modern usage so oh oh, oh. okay I thought you were saying the word was in it somehow It just no, says, no, no 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 just like a lot how it's it uh is mankind's original sun but by modern day usage it's any system's primary planet or okay. p- primary star okay so it's got an original usage and it's got and what it is one now. that's it's evolved into today okay so a death tripod what would it usually so what is it now what is a death tripod that's a thing. now i think it is uh I, I think me going for an item is the wrong angle mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then maybe it is more symbolic in its representation of like three things that's what I want to lean towards. So the death tripod maybe are like, um it's going to be like, oh, I want to say like, uh this is not intentionally, went, but like, I want to call it three factors of death, but like almost like spirits of death. So like okay. maybe like, like sorrow, kind of like things that would cause death in you, like illness, maybe malice. Oh, You see what I'm saying there? Yeah, of like yeah, three yeah. causes of death, like somebody killing you, something killing right. you, and like I don't know, God saying your time's up. Uh, Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. The third one's going to be, he pushes you off the Sarai (laughs) to the left of the right. He's a desirable thing in front of you. (laughs) Just the angel of death trips you. Um, (laughs) But then it having an original usage, I don't know what that would be, though. I'm thinking, I'm going to go, yeah, I'm going the Holy Spirit route of like, this is representative of like three Three. symbolic figures for death on like a religious That's pretty popular in a lot of religions, like threes. Threes, yeah. That, I think that's as close as I can go. Do you need me to get closer, or am no. I so far off? Uh, all right, so g- give me your give me your uh, hands down. Give me your uh, original and your current, and I'll give you a half point okay. on this one. So, you, you know, pencils down, time's up. I'm going to say that the three factors of death are the original Okay. being like uh, some sort of a triumphant for right. death, some sort of three representation, and that the modern usage, maybe we twist it and uh oh, oh, oh damn it. I'm almost oh. regretting we said pencils down though. Oh. I gotta commit <laughs> uh, I gotta commit to the last one. I'm now wondering if it's part of like the Assassin's Handbook. Oh, And if it's like three poisons that would be like this is the uh what was it called? Uh did you say uh, devil's tribe? A death tripod. Death tripod, like death tripod. Those could be like the three pillars of death essentially ah. in the society. So that's what I'm, I'm. All right. Two opposite ones. Maybe one gets me a half point. Derek, you were so close to a half point. Oh. It's 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 okay. a point for me. That's fine. What what would I get? What, what, right. what, what do you have? So you're gonna, you're gonna think that uh, you're gonna hate yourself for the first half. Of the or original usage. No, I think I'm sorry. I'm so happy I landed on the Assassin's yeah. Handbook thing. I don't care it's where good. this ends up. <laughs> Original usage, the tripod upon which desert executioners hanged their victims. Man. <laughs> you had no it. No shit. You had it. That sounds so inefficient. <laughs> Build a gallows. Wait, where did they get the rocks? <laughs> or no, the sticks. I'm assuming it's sticks. I guess. I mean, the, who says this is from Arrakis? Touche. Wait, uh, say it one more time. Oh, uh, originally, the old, tripod old. upon which desert executioners hanged their victims. Okay, okay, yeah, you're saying like Terra, potentially. Okay, carry on. I'm, uh, yeah, I don't, I feel how you said I would feel. Uh, yeah, no, I was like, you were so close. Oh. You were so close. And I guess the tra- it doesn't need to be branches or like wood or sticks or anything. It could be like metal or it could be. Oh, wow. Wow, the fact that I ruled that out entirely yeah. of just like them having material. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're right. No, but then like, <laughs> if you have metal, why are you building a gallows? Oh. If you can manufacture <laughs> poles, why are we building a tripod to hang somebody? I don't know. <laughs> we can just beat him with one angle, one pole of the tripod. <laughs> Regardless, I don't think we're actually going to see this definition in this book. I think we're going to see the second one. Did you control F? No, I didn't actually. Okay. Um, by usage, we're going back to another glossary word we had a couple weeks ago. Okay. The three members of a carom. Sworn to the same <gasps> revenge. No way! Yeah. Okay, so that one, there's no way I was going to get oh, that. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, Like, three members of, like, well, I don't know one member of a cherub, yeah. let alone three. So Well, apparently, well, a cherub is sort of like, uh... Wait, oh, wait, I'm remembering it from, the, like, the Hebrew term of, uh, is it turning your back? No, they were exiles, and it, they're turning their back on God. Is it's the a Dune brotherhood one? of hate. Brotherhood of hate. Okay, so it's just three Fremen that hate the Harkonnens. <laughs> I mean, maybe. <laughs> I, is it a Fremen a, word? Uh, I'm guessing just because oh, okay we we haven't encountered it we're going into deep fremen right, territory right, right. from this point on so it, it would most likely be some yeah. sort of oh uh, a little side thing you remember Tahari Alboran yeah that's going to be used by Yui upcoming I assume yeah that threw me for a loop not fremen so it me- makes it it must be more Imperium interesting so a cool twist so this could be both ways is what I'm kind of building all up right at. all right Cherum even um, so I don't know. So, yeah, that's uh, three members of a carom sworn to the same revenge. It says the three members of. So, is a carom just three members? Like a coven almost? No, no, I think it's because it's tripod. Using this term, it's oh, three okay. members of a carom. Oh, so like the within the carom, there's a death tripod. I mean, maybe not within each one, but definitely the same. I don't know. Yeah, at least one. We just have to wait and find out, Derek. That's all I know. But that was a hard one. That was a really difficult one. And I, you were so close to the half point, Oh, though. the half point. You, made, you were so close I, I, to it. I feel like all the things I touched on, awesome. <laughs> I th- I, you, uh, I like your interpretation of it a lot, though. Props to you for connecting back to a previous one, dude. Yeah. That was great. That is such... I am excited to run into that one. Yeah, yeah. I have never known that one. <laughs> Wherever that is, we're, woo, we're right over my head. Open like that's kind of the fun part of the glossary game. It's like we we get to learn a little bit more. That plantasenta we realized was in the garden of uh, Jessica's. Yeah, in the conservatory. Yeah, conservatory. Yep, and is a very straightforward word. Yeah, uh, the, the <laughs> scented plant. Yep. Here's the thing: it. when I picked the word, even I forgot that it was in there. Though. Yeah, yeah, but it didn't help me. No, <laughs> no, no. Oh, no. uh, but okay. That uh, of all the glossary words so far, I think that's kind of one of my favorites. Is it really? I'm yeah. just like us discovering it here. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That that is really cool. Um, you may or may not know this one. I don't know the context in which it's used in the book, but Alam Al-Mithal. Alam Al-Mithal? Yeah. Okay. Um, I think, where is the break in that? Um, Alam, one word. Okay. Um, and then the second word is a hyphenated, A-L, hyphen, M-I-T-H-A-L. Okay. All right. Can you give me a hint? Um, this is more like, uh, spiritualness, I think. Mm-hmm. So. Like our uh, previous uh, premon words, I think, that we had. Okay. Because, yeah, mythal makes me think of, like, mythos and, oh. like, uh, mythological. I love my mythos. But uh, I definitely think this is at a root of a lot of philosophy. Okay. Or maybe, like, used in the same way that, like, uh, something might be used in the Bible to, like, draw a parallel. Mm. Something that you can, like, maybe visualize. So it makes me think of um, Plato had this idea of... Uh, Like, before you're born, you pass through this, like, realm of perfects. What's a realm of perfects? Well, like, uh, so do you, if you close your eyes, can you imagine a perfect circle? Yes. How? You've never seen one. How do you know? Because you've passed through the realm of perfects of just, like, this realm of ideals. I think it's actually the Greek ideals where everything's trying to reach its ideal form. Oh, like, but at its most perfect? perfect and okay. Sure, sure, whatever whatever it's supposed to be. Yeah, right. it's, like, perfect forms, like a perfect square, a perfect... Tr- you know, all these geometric shapes. Uh, you've seen a perfect tree. That's why you know what a tree is, you know, without seeing any of them. Like, you can draw a perfect circle, but you've never witnessed one in your life, and you never will, because there isn't one in nature. Kind of He feels like you pass through that realm, and that's why these ideas are in your head. So... I'm thinking that the I think you sure have never witnessed a perfect circle. Where do you think you have? I mean, like, Where, even if you, like, you measured everything to a T and to like to the micron with an oil lens. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you haven't. Like, when when do you think one would show up in nature? I didn't, why you, why did. Why do you say nature? Does it have to be nature as opposed to like could be man made. Could artificial? a man make a perfect circle? You don't think so? No. Yeah. Without like, I mean, because like, I, Mike, I'm counting. To, I guess like, like, what, like, what's your the context you're thinking I'm, of? Like spiritually perfect, like too perfect to exist, is what I'm telling you. Oh, that's kind okay. of like literally from a philosophical point, perfect. Like, okay, uh, to like an ideal that I can't describe because okay. I've never seen one. Okay, but it's more. I guess the, you made it sound just like I guess I just like. I disagree with that. It's like let's go ahead and get like a measuring tool and <laughs> that's get I'm some done. chalk. I'm saying, so like, can you agree to, on a philosophical? Yeah, level? yeah, so I mean, get what you, you mean. Now. What yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. okay. I'm <laughs> just like uh, false. <laughs> this is like uh, what was that thing you pushed back on when we looked up in the book? <laughs> oh, the Assassin's Handbook. I'm just like, <laughs> no, no way. Uh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. So I just mean like, yeah, from like a thought experiment level. That's okay. what he was saying. <clears throat> I gotcha. That um, makes sense. And just that you're able to conceive these things that you've never seen. Uh, You can imagine, like, fantastical creatures you've never seen. Things like that. Okay. You know, that's kind of taken in a totally different direction. But just that your mind's capable of that. So he's sort of saying they come from this other place. So Alam Al-Mithal. I'm thinking it's sort of like the spiritual mythical plane uh, of, like, their religion. And maybe that everything exists on. Okay. Like, um, sort of like, uh, you know, Paul has an ancestor memory. Yeah. Sort of like like that's that plane that that is on, so to speak. Okay. I think that's, I think that's what I would land on. It. And, uh, yeah, uh, I'm, <clears throat> this is going to be a hard one because I think th- there's a potential you could interpret it this way. So I don't know what the context of it is in the book. It's probably, it might just be a passing line to okay. be honest, but I mean, I'm willing to be pretty fair. with myself uh, Yeah. Let's, here, let's, so. Yeah. Let me see what you think here. Um, and if anyone thinks that Derek should or shouldn't get this point, let us know. <laughs> <laughs> i <can laughs> this. Oh, What? sorry. What, did what? I not get through? It's oh, totally. going be hard to process. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So, uh, Alam al the mystical world of similitudes, where all physical limitations are removed. Okay. So, you could, and similitudes is where uh, I think it really comes into... That makes me feel like I got it. Well, I mean, like, the all limitations removed, I totally understand that and see that. But the similitudes, I think, might be the... But it's similitudes with all limitations re- removed, right? Right. They're connected. So it's something similar, but you've removed all the limitations to it so it can reach its perfect form. Maybe. <laughs> I think it just... <laughs> I uh, like that. Just not giving you the point as yet. I think it... Uh, I don't know. Sure, I think yeah. it just measures its quality of state of being referred when compared to other things. Such as, um, can I, can I actually um, like who would win in a race if you and I had the exact same body and muscle structure? Could I actually just uh, take a second and get the actual definition of that word then? If that's going to be what we're, uh, what similitudes? Yeah, similitudes, yeah go please. Look it up, man. Yeah, the quality or state of being similar to something. So, why don't you give me the whole definition of Allah, mythology? The mystical world of similitudes where all physical limitations are removed. Okay, so the mystical world of. The quality or state of being similar to something with all physical limitations being removed. So it sounds like the physical world is the similitude in that then. No, no, because you you remove all the physical qualities. I think that's more of a philosophical idea, though, where like uh, in, uh, in Buddhism, there's a, a thought where it comes with the essence or the uh, the. Yeah, I guess essence is probably the best way to state it of what an object is if Mm -hmm. you took away everything else like the essence of a cup like you know what a cup is i know what a cup is is this a cup yes Yes. uh could that be used as a cup there are several things the bottle up there yes i would call a bottle but why is that a cup and this a cup even though they are completely different things Mm -hmm. and i tell you i couldn't tell you i think the idea is we have an idea of them fulfilling a similar function Sure. Even though they have completely different functions, okay. Like a bottle would be used, or like that would I would say would be used to carry water without spilling. This I wouldn't like walk down Congress and be like I'm hey, not going to hey, lose a hey, no, drop. No, yeah, I get it. the similarity. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think the idea though is not if we had all the physical limitations removed. Cup, 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 cup. Same thing. Yes, I think that's sort of the idea there. Okay, that uh, you're reducing it to its simplistic form. I get. Yeah, if you reduce uh, the nature of something. To having no physical characteristics nope oh okay so we're like this is yeah this is gonna be interesting yeah, to edit, yeah but like so we're caught up on like limitations where and what that means right i to go into this one i feel like i got this word okay is where i i leave it at okay uh, being that like this form of perfects regardless of what it is is that it's like this mythical world where all the All the ideas of our world are there in a either you're kind of looking at it as a simplest form Mm -hmm. and I'm looking at it as it's like ideal form, which is sort of the same thing thing in a respect yeah i mean of it, it's I like could, I could see it the ideal becomes like uh it's a, like a philosophical um one of the things like uh aristotle was all about moderation right where everything it's like no you find its specific special area you know not too much of this not too much that they're all different and moderation means different things to different people right and that is sort of like what this means where like cup can mean different thing but it is all of these things mm-hmm. and that's where i see like this uh, yeah this world of perfects like the ideals would be like that is the ideal cup that is the ideal cup or it's Is part of its ideal, but I, oh, I feel like the big thing is that the perfects were never mentioned in it. So that's why I'm like on the fence of it. The perfects for me are like, well, that was just Aristotle's specific philosophy. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He believed in perfect Aristotle. I was just going by your definition. Sure. Sure. Uh, Well, I was, I wanted more his world that it passes through, which is ideals, but I guess like it is very heavily tied to the perfects, Mm -hmm. but uh, I guess I'm just kind of swapping out the perfects for like the, the, for me, the perfect is the removal of the physical limitations. Because they're not possible in the physical world, like the circle example. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, like, no matter, like I'm saying, no matter what, no matter how much man tries, like, they'll never get the perfect one because we're going to go zoom in and find that one atom that's like, nope, that's a little off. OK, so it makes a little right angle right there. But if you remove the physical limitations, the physical, like I have to get every atom in that thing. And no, it can just be a perfect circle. Right. That is kind of where I felt I was. OK. Um, hmm. I don't know. Well, you got to make a decision, Mike. This is your game. Yeah. I know it. I want to say I don't want to give it to you, but again, I, I you know the book better than I do. Um, Why don't you make a call on, just make a call on how you feel about the word. Don't worry about the book. Ultimately, like, the glossary game is not going to change the scope of the world outside this I room. mean, it's definitely supposed and to be a metaphysical philosophy. I, know, oh, I just want to say, if there's anyone that wants to back me, get on Mike's case and let them know. Yeah, yeah, please. And that will just make me feel better, and then you can keep the point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I will get vindication through fan support. <laughs> Okay, there you go. That's All what, right. That's what I need. Hey, we've be. we've never had a contentious glossary. No, because like, like I, I, I definitely feel like it's I understand. I totally see your <laughs> point of view. I could see you put it to this, but that's this not is, my this interpretation. Is like, a few times too where we're not talking past each other. I know. So we just we're just like not on the same. There page. is a line in the sand. We're <laughs> just like, no, this is it. I like it. All I right. think you keep the point for today. All right. Tell and, you what. No. Uh, that yeah. was a really fun word to talk out with you, nonetheless. That was pretty good. Tell you what. How about we split the point. No, no, I want you to have it. No, we'll split the point, and then we'll we'll I, I don't get want, the. Uh, I don't want point. your pity point. I oh. want I want the. I want someone <laughs> to come to my side, or not at all. Okay, <laughs> that's we'll find Derek. <laughs> Thank you for the offer, though. <laughs> that was very generous of you. Damn. <laughs> Ooh, ice cold. <laughs> Ooh. What? Okay, that's we're done. We're done. We're done. <laughs> we're done. Pyter would be proud. Pa- <laughs> I think Pyter would just be confused. Like, what are you idiots talking about? <laughs> Get me that uh, <laughs> melt of hell. Um, is, does anyone have a question for us? You guys, if you know any wines that we can afford, we need some more recommendations. This is true. We had a couple there. That's pretty good. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter at Spice World Pod. You can always reach us by email at SpiceWorldPod at gmail.com. You can also see our website at SpiceWorldPod.com. We are really quickly cruising through the air king crisis. Yeah. Of this, so. Mike. It started this is the Eric King crisis. This is this is the beginning of it of what I would call it uh, It's not a short event for sure, but this is love uh, the first draw uh, the first thing that everyone in the Imperium definitely saw and uh, Yeah, we I said 22 chapters in book one. So mm-hmm. we're come back for 19 next week It's gonna put us on a collision. We've only course. got a few chapters left four of them, right? Uh, 19 20 21 22 four yeah. solid and I got a little quote for you for the next chapter. Uh, uh, I think you're going to like to speculate right, on this one right. a little. <clears throat> now, I got to do a voice in the beginning, but I don't want you to, to interpret too heavily on whose impression I do because I'm just going to do it very vague. Okay. Uh, but as you say, Baron, the man said, the voice was tenor. It touched her spine with a wash what? of coldness. She had never heard such a chill voice. To one with the Bene Gesserit training, the voice screamed, Killer. That's my quote. He's coming back. Who's that? We're gonna get fighter! <laughs> We're gonna get Piter. Oh, and Lady Jessica! Yeah. Oh. Yeah, what are you And think? the Baron there too? What do you think's going on right there? Oh my god. I I don't know. So okay, Pider is on Arrakis for sure. Maybe the Baron is, maybe the Baron isn't. I don't know yet. But mm. I think yeah, Pider definitely is. Uh, it, so it's obviously I'm gonna give you a little quote with yeah. Pider in it. Uh yeah, the Baron, you don't know what he's talking. He could be on like a kind yeah, of radio. He could be or on something. like a com or something. Yep. Oh, I've been so spine long there. Wash of coldness. Killer. Oh, that's cool. That's spider. That's fighter warrior. That's so fighter. That's so biter. <laughs> that's so <laughs> biter. But that's going to have to wait till next week. <laughs> the spice, spice must, must flow. flow. And you can also see our website, SpiceWorldPod, at gmail.com. Uh, a great place. You've been doing a lot of work on, Mike. Yeah. Now. Wait, 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 wait. Wah, pause. You can you can also see our website at because w- I, I said at gmail.com. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> slip back. I was just like, what is he I'll, doing? <laughs> is there another website? <laughs> you can find us on the dark web. Yeah. <laughs> the Spice Web. Buy our Spice Coins. Spice Coins. We'll sell them. <laughs> oh my god! But we're gonna. Can come we? Back. Can we? Huh. Like, get spice coins? That'd be great. I can probably print out some wooden nickels. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> that's a start. Get a stamp. Hell on yeah! It. It's a currency. If you come to Mike's living room, <laughs> oh, get one glass of wine with a spice coin. I'll tell you what. I was gonna charge too, but yeah, well, I guess it depends who you talk to. Well, I'm just gonna have to sell the coins at like five bucks a piece now. <laughs>